bong. Here we go. And we live. Live and direct. Players' choice in your ears and your eyeballs. Uh, yo, look at Elder Rufus, man. Out, out living the dream. Vacation <laughs> mode. And he's still yeah. here to join Players' Choice. Put that work. Vacation, man. We we got we got the best we got the best uh, the best supporters in the game, man. Best family and friends, you know. Best PC, best chat, best everything, man. Best uh, Discord, JD. You, uh, we definitely don't have the best host though, because you haven't plugged the Discord in okay, a while. So, okay. you know, wow, we're get so we're that. thirty seconds in, and I'm already getting killed up here. For I mean, thirty hours. seconds in, you. you mean ten minutes and thirty seconds? You know, I might as well say like, late. comment, subscribe, do all the things, man. Since we're here, since Euro's already picking on me, I was actually gonna pick on Elder Rufus. And then now I'm getting picked on. This is crazy. Um, no, shout out to y'all, man. I know we haven't plugged the Discord in a minute, but bro, that thing just stays popping. There's like 1,900 of you guys in the Discord talking 24-7. I am like in there maybe once a week for like a couple minutes just scrolling through to see what's going on in there, but I cannot keep up anymore. You guys are like insane, man. The, the community is so strong. We appreciate all y'all. Um also the reddit we have we have a subreddit i think we started that like a week ago so if you have not joined that there's a link in the description below make sure you do that all right elder rufus yes sir last week <laughs> so last tuesday elder rufus was on the panel and i saw a clip from that show it was a star bench cut actually and it was coach pop Bill Jackson and Steve Kerr. Elder Rufus. Yes, sir. You benched Coach Pop. No, I didn't. Or sorry, you cut Coach Pop and you benched Kerr. So you have Kerr over Pop. I do. <laughs> Elaborate. Look at Mars. Here's the thing. Um, some people, some people maybe watch Players Choice, don't watch the panel, or maybe didn't catch that episode. So this might be repetitive to, to some of you, but the floor is yours, Elder Rufus. Again, that's a simple opinion. Uh I did say, and I'm glad the way y'all chopped it up, y'all didn't y'all didn't beat me to shreds. So it came out pretty good the way you chopped it up on the short. So I appreciate that. I did preface it by saying I'm not a pop fan. I'm a Laker guy, so I'm not a pop fan. But when you look at the brass tacks of it, it, it it's, a, it's a legitimate take for the simple fact all of them have been extremely successful. Kerr has been very successful in a short period of time. All of them have had superstars. I mean, pop coach five big-time Hall of Famers. So he's on the same level as Kerr, same level as Phil Jackson. But I think what Kerr – multiple winning, um, won more in a much shorter period of time. Um, Kerr seems to me to be more innovative. He seems to be more adjustable. Um, Pop is kind of, you know, hey, this is how it is. You fit this or I'm going to move you. And that's why I gave the advantage to Kerr. He did more in less time. Um, he's won multiple, like, repeated. Pop never did that. Phil, of course, is the king of repeat. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I had him first. That's why I had Kerr second. That's why I got rid of Pop. I personally think that that the run they had, it, it's <laughs> Yo, that might, that might have just saved our viewers' ears. Yo, I had to let him I had to let him go, chat. I couldn't just cut him off because like he he was really in his bag. I'm sorry that, that it was a little popcorn 
microphone sounding, but uh, that was fire. Hopefully, he he could come back and, yo, he's yeah, bro. He's I like I said, got a question. Like I said, man, he's he's out there in a desolate area. I think so. His connection's probably a little poor, so we could give him a break, y'all. Um, but. <laughs> Yo, I actually pointed out again, El Host up here. We have a brand new guest on Player's Choice. He is. This is his first appearance on Player's Choice. Aaron, uh, welcome to Player's Choice, bro. How are you, man? I'm, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, Absolutely. sir. Uh, before the show started, I we had, you know briefly talked, but how long have you been watching Player's Choice? Like two, three months, I think. Yeah, and you told me, you said... Because you said you might have caught like a short or something, but you said that yeah, the yeah. long form content is. Oh, it's way better. Oh, yeah. Way, way better. <laughs> yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is heat. Yeah, we were talking before the show. Um, and it's funny because our short form content is really what gets people in the door, but it also really pisses people off. <laughs> He's doing this crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, handsome men, you know? What can we do? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, but it really upsets people and then they come here for the long form content and we've seen this so many times where the the people who only have seen the short form stuff they join and you know actually listen to the debates and discussion that goes on for longer than 30 seconds like oh okay well i thought that they were crazy but it's actually not as crazy as i thought uh elder rufus are you back with us are you muted We're just going to have to read his lips today, chat. I think you're muted, bro. I think you might have muted yourself on uh, the computer or something. That's crazy. I have no idea what's going on. And I wish I knew how to solve it because over here on the software, there's no, it doesn't say that he's muted. So I have no idea what's going on. To, to everybody in the chat. You're right. I'm already winning the show, and all I'm doing is eating. So Jay did say Jay did say that he doesn't want me talking while eating. So I'm gonna shut the fuck up right now. And then once I do it right now, food, do it right now. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Dude, don't get right it. now. Right, right, right now. Right now. You know what's happening. You want here? We'll mute him. What are we doing? Jay. We're not doing that, okay? What are we doing? I abided by your rules, and your man, you're over here. He's mad. He's still tight, and he wants to have this sparring still battle. Tight. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, Euro. Don't worry. It's going to happen. We're going to have this sparring battle, and your ass is grass. Remember that. I'll go back to eating my food. Your ass is grass. All right, Elder Rufus, let's see if we fixed it. Can y'all hear are you with? There we go. Yeah. Back. <laughs> I just right, want to, I went outside. I think I'm getting a little better reception out here. I'm outside now. Well, right. I will say your audio is significantly better, and that's probably the most important thing. Uh, you are okay. a little glitchy on the video, but you know what? We're going to, we're going to take what we could get at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember where we ended, uh, but if you remember and you want to finish that, feel free. Otherwise, we could move on. Um, I was just, I was just giving the points to where, uh, Pop, I thought it was more of a just a consistency thing with Pop because the team was very good for so long. And, but when it came to the championships, I thought Kerr and I thought Field did that better in short periods of time than he did. The repeating is hard, 
the the um, three-peating is just about impossible to do. So that's what puts Phil number one, but Kerr's even repeated. Pop's never done that. You know, he's never done it, and Kerr dominated over, what, a seven-year period. He had four championships. So, um, and I just like Kerr's style better. I think he works better with more players than Pop. Pop has to have a certain player, and if you don't fit, he don't want you. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they're all successful. I just like those two guys and appreciate what they did more than what Pop did. So that's why I went, you know, start field, big curve, cut Pop. You know what's crazy? And I I feel I'm like upset at myself, but bro, that wasn't bad reasoning. <laughs> like I could get on that train, you know? And that feels nasty saying because Coach Pop is a legend. It's not I mean, disrespectful, me, though. I mean, he's not the only No, legend, for sure. Though. Yeah. To me, I it mean, just sounds like a preference in coaching though. style, though. You said what? To me, that just sounds like a preference in coaching style because obviously, you know, nothing's wrong with, with Pop's coaching. Nothing's wrong with Steve Kerr's coaching. When okay. you're talking about the adjustments that Steve Kerr is able to make, I can say, you know what, I appreciate the style in the sense, you know, of Pop in the sense that, like, he has put a signature on the game the way that Steve Kerr hasn't because Steve Kerr is more so reliant on having all of these, you know, mega stars and all of these players. I think the big-time names that Steve Kerr has had are bigger than what Pop has had, right? Really? We talking about, yeah, KD, KD and Steph. I think they they're bigger than uh, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Or who else? J David Robinson. Yeah, yeah, Tim Duncan and David Robinson is what I'm saying. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. And at the same time, yeah, okay, I mean, maybe Kawhi, he was a puppy, you know what I mean? And so he kind of, like, came into his own, and everybody started paying attention to him when he won the finals of MVP. But don't – we can't act like, you know, everybody was like, yo, who is this winning finals MVP? And that is also the reason why people are saying anybody wins finals MVP. The fact that Kawhi turned out to be whoever he is now is, you know what I mean, is just – favoring him or whatever but i think you know i mean everybody's saying oh andre gudala won finals mvp and so when it comes to the steve kirk uh and i mean with the steph curry kd thing versus tim duncan and and um david robinson both of those guys were in the prime david robinson was already on the decline when it comes to him playing together with tim duncan and tim duncan of course he came into the league killing or whatever but you know he wasn't he wasn't where he eventually would end up, you know, when it comes to this prime type of stuff. So I don't think um, Pop has had the same type of weaponry that Kerr has had, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay. That's fair, I guess. Uh, I would disagree because I think he has. Um, he's got a top five player all time, in my opinion, in Duncan, the best power forward to ever play the game. And that was the, the, the meat of his success. No Duncan, no success. The other guys, they've won with multiple guys, too. Kerr, so, greatest shooter my, ever. Not no top no five, doubt. greatest shooter ever. And I get for a long time, they was talking about Clay. And I'm not trying to say like Clay, um, you know, because everybody, uh, you know, now people are saying it's like, okay, he wasn't really like that, like that, or whatever, for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Recency bias or whatever. But at the time, everybody was saying that these two undoubtedly are top two shooters of all time. So when you're talking yeah. about Tim Duncan being top five, Point uh, power forward of all time. People are saying uh, top, Clay, five, top five shooter. Okay, okay, okay. I have, but still, but still, but still. You know what I mean? If you are in a shooting in a, in a shooting system, 
a top five shooter of all time, like that's just as much value. And then you have two of them. And not only do you have two of them at four and five or whatever, you can say Clay is fifth. I don't really care because you do have the number one shooter. Mm-hmm. So like that, I don't, I don't see how, how that is worse than having Tim Duncan and whatever else. You, you I mean, know, the Spurs I, have. I only had, I only had three options. You know, he could have been right. the seventh man coming off the bench, but I didn't have it as an option. So when I had those three as an option, if I had to choose, I like what Steve Kerr did more than I like what Pop did. Now, to me, Pop's, again, is more of a longevity thing because they had a, a sustainedness of greatness. What was it, 50 wins or whatever it was, all the playoffs he was doing for 15, 20 years. That's more what I give Pop credit for, you know. Now, it's five chips. They're great. But there's a lot of coaches that's got five chips. You know, he's not the only one. So we're just going to have to wait and see how, you know, what Steve Kerr's longevity is going to look like. Yes, because Pop is about done. We know Pop's run is about over. I don't see him getting any more. I don't know if it's a record he's going after, most wins, whatever it may be, but his run is about over. So we'll have to see how Steve Kerr – and I, I gave Steve Kerr props for winning this past year because everybody said, oh, well, KD this, KD that. That's one reason, blah, blah, blah. He came back and showed they won without KD. So he won before him. When it's, it's almost like people forgot that. <laughs> it's like people forgot the fact they won before KD came. Then they won with KD when he clearly, to me, still had Steph and Draymond as the leaders. It wasn't just KD. He just came and balled out. And then when they won afterward, that put another notch on his resume as a coach, in my personal opinion. So, you know, and again, it is partly a preference. I do think, like, as a player, if I had to pick which one of those coaches I think I would want to play for, it it would be in that same order. I would want to play for Phil first. I would want to play for Kerr second and Pop last. Pop might have made me pop him. You know what I mean? He might have made me pop him. You know, the way he come in your face and talk crazy. I, hey, I'm, I'm not with all that. <laughs> I'm not with all that. I'm not with that either. I don't know, man. I, I mean, if we're talking about who would you rather play for, I would rather play for, for Kerr because I'm not trying to be in that triangle. That, number one. I don't mind a triangle. If it's my I, game, I don't mind a triangle man, at all. So if we're talking about, like, I'm talking about me and, like, you know, how okay. I would prefer to play, mm-hmm. I would cut Phil. Just based off of that. Mm. Okay. Um, out of Rufus, we're getting the popcorn again. Did you say that you might have had a mic somewhere? I got a no, I got an earpiece. I don't have a hey, mic. We we might as well try it because we're back to the popcorn stuff and you know okay. this, we'll we'll try whatever we can. But we'll right. uh <laughs> before we move on, Mars Air or Aaron Mars, do you guys have a horse in this race or I mean, I said I said on the panel, I'm starting pop bench and Phil cutting Kerr, but Steve Kerr. I don't think Steve Kerr is in that tier of coaches yet. But that was the start bench cut. But I think there's still a few coaches I'd name before I name Steve Kerr. But he's still one of the best coaches in the NBA today. But he's not an all-time, all-time to those guys level, in my opinion. You said pop Phil Kerr, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's mine as well. I look at Pop, and we've talked about this so many times now on Player's Choice, but Pop did more with less, in my opinion. Um, but Aaron, you got an opinion on this? I mean, I'd like Pop. I'd probably put Pop first. He he played with three, he like won with three different teams, basically, and three different styles. Everyone thinks it's the same style, but like he won with Tim Duncan and, and David Robinson as like the two big men. And then, what, in 07, it was mostly Duncan with like, defense and then i mean those spurs in like 14 15 16 17 were nasty and that was shooting 
like they destroyed the heat because of three-point shooting and and like ball movement and it like you know basically doing what Kerr was doing before like the Warriors did it they just didn't have they just didn't have Steph and you know they with Kawhi still they were like still good like they were what conference finals right if Kawhi didn't get injured they probably could have won that year so I mean I don't know but so problem, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't really know that much about about Phil's like. I mean, I know the triangle, you know, but he had, you know, some of the best players of all time. So it's just hard for me to even. Phil was know, more of a player. He also great. he also had one of the best assistants in Texas. Let's not forget yeah. that. One yeah. someone commented said uh, Phil just managed egos. He literally ran the exact same strategy with all his championship teams. I wanted. That first part where, well, that's why I was going to say, I think what all three of them, they have an amazing ability of managing egos. Like you don't really see guys playing for those coaches that have where they can't get their egos in check, if that makes sense. Like you could, how do I explain this? Like there might be guys on those teams that have egos, but the ego doesn't get in the way of the team success. Does that make sense? So what's Draymond Green been doing? I mean, Draymond Green did run KD out of town. Draymond Green got KD out by calling him a bitch. He punched Jordan Poole in the face. And the best he's got is a one-game suspension for all of that. Thanks Steve still Kerr won the championship I, last I think Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr also limited our success in 2020 because KD was gone. And in 2021. Again, and 2015, KD right? Right? When 20, he, when 2016, Draymond Green got suspended because he couldn't handle yeah, yeah. Like, There's yeah, a lot of yeah. issues we've had. You could argue we lost championships because... Draymond Green couldn't handle his emotions, and if we're talking about handling, handling egos, Steve Kerr hasn't right. handled egos at all. The biggest ego he's had is Draymond Green. Steph don't have an ego. Clay don't have an ego. KD don't even have an ego. The biggest ego he's ever had to deal with was Draymond Green. So that whole ego, him handling players, doesn't work when he's playing with guys that's easy as hell to get along with. Well, well how do you? How, but how do you? How do you know that guys that aren't like at the end of the bench don't have egos? How do you know? Oh my God! I'm being serious. serious. There's <laughs> just because they're not the face of the team. No, doesn't mean maybe they, don't have maybe they do. Maybe they do, but maybe they don't. So the one guy know who has. Bro, an ego. I had an ego. I played like two minutes Sean a game. Livingston. Iggy, come on, bro. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy showed he didn't have an ego when they he allowed himself to get put on the bench. No one said that he did. What do you? You're, you're talking about bench players having egos, like bro. And you the, say the one main... player. <laughs> you don't know Sean who has Livingston. egos and who Sean, doesn't. And who you really you think manage. you really you think Sean Livingston? I don't a, know, Dub. You are you serious? Saying one player. You, that's two. Watch his name. You too. Congratulations. What are we doing? Over how many years in every single player his... that's played under him? Yeah, but bro, we, we who off the bench is it? We talk about who we don't know has an ego, but who we do know has an ego is Draymond Green. Yeah. And what we do know is Draymond Green's ego has cost the Warriors many times. So I could argue Steve Kerr's ego management, if that's a thing, hasn't been great. Because the one player we know who has an ego hasn't been managed very well, in my opinion. Whereas with Popovich, he won four chips with him. Just that's what. The, thank you. He won yeah, four chips with him. We could have won in 2016. We could have won in 2016 if he managed. But he won. And we could have won in 2020. He won four chips with the dude, but he wasn't the best player. And you can always win I'm, more. No, no. I'm going to the argument that he didn't manage his ego well. He won all four of his chips with this same guy that has an ego problem. And he could, and he could have won five, and he could have won six, but he didn't manage it correctly. Wow. Don't, don't, don't you that's, credit that? Doesn't mean he wasn't successful. But it doesn't I don't understand that thing. Wouldn't you just credit that to Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Steph Curry in general and the team just being better in order for them to overcome an ego like Draymond Green? I mean, let's be real. They did lose in 2016 mainly because Draymond Green, he couldn't control his emotions. 
Nobody controls Draymond Green on that. Nobody controls Draymond Green there. I don't know if that cost them. I think it, it did. Important. It, it was just important that, that they lost um, the center, the, the, the Australian dude. They lost him them. and they lost Rogan. all their rim protection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. So but He was just as important of a loss. Did Draymond miss one game? I don't, this, I don't understand that thinking. I don't understand that thinking. But the, the, the way that everyone's trying to credit Steve Kerr and him handling egos, the one ego, the one ego where he's supposed to control he didn't really do a good job of doing that is what we're saying. Draymond Green, nobody tells him in that Warriors organization shit. There's a reason. And KD and KD and Draymond Green, whenever that shit went down, they didn't do anything about it. And KD even said it. Draymond they, was told to apologize and he laughed at the management. He laughed at them. That's not managing egos. That's clearly undermining authority. That's crazy. I think both are correct. You know, I guess if you can look at it like that, right? So Steve Kerr obviously managed Draymond the best way that he could be managed, which, you know, is turning out to be an unmanageable situation. And he still was able to get four chips out of that. Could he have gotten more? I believe so. And to Mars's point, you know, we can point at a specific play that Draymond was involved in that pretty much cost him the championship, right? Or at least a chance, like a legit chance to win it. So I see both points. But my question is, though, Mars, are you off Draymond? No, no. I I still believe Draymond Green's been our second most important player for this run, but I just don't think if we're talking about ego. No, I mean, I, I, no, that, that's past. I'm talking about moving forward. No, I'm I, I'm not off. I'm not off Draymond. I still think this season he's been our second or third best player. Him or Wiggins, I, I don't know. So Phil Phil did a bad but, job managing egos in 04 too, right? Yeah, Phil Phil mm -hmm. was it was pretty evident he had a problem with Kobe Bryant and he wanted the team to decide between him and Kobe it was pretty evident that he had a problem with Kobe he wanted to keep Shaq and not Kobe he also had the same issues Popovich is notorious for not wanting to keep guys who think they're bigger than the team so they all have issues managing egos I just don't know why it was a topic of discussion I just like I the fact that these guys be. like Phil and what's the name can manage it and still win with these kind of guys Phil managed Dennis Rodman, but yeah. Popovich couldn't. Popovich he, he managed Michael Jordan. He managed Scotty Pippen. He managed all these dudes. Actually, he managed Shaq. Coach. He managed Kobe. I mean, these are major egos. Yeah, but but, 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 but yet now Steve we're Kerr talking about him. how many can you juggle at the same time, pause, because if you only have Michael <laughs> Jordan, if you only have Michael Jordan, right, and, <laughs> and Scotty Pippen and Dennis Rodman, that's three guys as opposed to, uh, you know, everybody else, like a Scotty Burrell, um, you know, Ron Harper and whoever, who are there solely to just, and this is what, you know, the interview that I did with Craig Hodges, you know, uh, shout out again, you know, uh, we're not the same, go ahead, check that out. But he was talking about how, you know, he had, a, of course, an ego as well. Everybody had an ego. You know, if I'm playing, if I'm on the court, I'm going to contribute. I'm not going to like, you know, defer to Michael. If I have an open shot, I'm going to shoot that thing. As a, you know, as opposed to what Phil wanted to do, he was like, yo, man, this is the triangle. Like, we're going to run this this way or whatever and so now you know you're gonna have to whatever you know touches that you had they're gonna come down and you're gonna have to you know funnel all of that to to mike and whoever else and so if he had been like yeah no nah, i'm not doing that then it would have been a bigger issue and so to me what phil when it comes to like managing egos or even like uh you know steve kerr right there are more egos that he has to manage than a pop for example because to mars's point Pop is not dealing with anybody who thinks that's bigger than a team. And so there's no there's no egos to handle for real. And uh, another point, another point I do want to address is that I think Greg Popovich, you could argue that 
he has actually adjusted more in his career than Steve Kerr. I mean, every time when he won a chip, it was a lot of the times it was a different roster. Him leaning on David Robinson and Tim Duncan, then in 03 with a rookie Manu and then a young uh, uh, Tony Parker and Tim Duncan really being the main guy. All the way to 2014 where those guys were deteriorating and not the same, and he was able to adapt to a more team-oriented type of basketball play, which led to their victory. I could just sit here and argue that he's adjusted more He's a guy that's figured it out more and did it longer than Steve Kerr with a lesser supporting cast of a Steve Kerr than, you know, KD, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. I just disagree totally with the lesser uh, roster, lesser players. I just totally – they had a stacked roster in my opinion. 2014? They were so good so long. They were good long. They had good players. Yo, 2014 is by far the weakest roster out of maybe 2021. Maybe. Okay. Right. I did not mean yeah. for that topic oh. to go that long, but here we are. Um, all right, transitioning into Kyrie Irving. Yesterday, if you watch the panel, I think they started the show with this, but uh, Shams tweeted out yesterday, sources, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and Kyrie Irving met this morning and sides had a productive and understanding visit, paving the way for the Nets in their suspended star to work through his steps on a potential path forward. Hope uh, So hopefully positive outcomes from that. Um, and from last episode, Aaron commented on our last episode and offered to share his perspective on the Kyrie situation. So I want to get into that, um, let Aaron share his perspective and the floor is yours, sir. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'd rather like be on here talking basketball. So, I mean, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, that this all happened. And, you know, I like this show because of basketball, the basketball talk. But, um, yeah, just like uh, the on the last episode, someone came on talking about, um, you know, like he was talking about something about like Jewish people and owning his house or his rent or like his apartment building and, and shit like that. And, um, I just wanted to like talk about like when you say things like that, like what you probably don't even mean you're saying, but like what that, um, like what the effects of that are. Um, I mean, in terms of Kyrie, like Kyrie can say and do whatever he wants, right? Like we're in America, it's free, free countries. He can post whatever he wants too, but he works for the NBA. So the NBA also can discipline him if they think what he said or did was wrong. And I honestly don't think Kyrie's like a bad person or uh, ill-intentioned person. I just think he's like kind of lost, like really wants to know who he is, is really introspective, but like went down this YouTube and like internet rabbit hole where he found this documentary, probably didn't watch all of it, I'm guessing. And just posted up this about, you know, like, cause he wants to know, I mean, I I'm pretty sure Kyrie just wants to know more about like his, who he is and where he comes from. But the problem is when you like promote a documentary that says like the Holocaust isn't real, because that's in the documentary, that there's like a conspiracy of Jews taking over the media. Uh, when you say things like, you know, Jews aren't real Jews, they're trying to like steal Judaism from like black people. It's not that, like, I don't care that people have those beliefs, but when, and Kyrie like has a platform and it's big. And when you promote something or even draw people to something to watch it, it uh, it's not even about the beliefs or Jewish or black, or it doesn't matter. But when you talk about stereotypes like this all it does is cause division because if you're another person if i can see you as another person then it's much easier for me to like hate you or and then you know like you know see you as another it's it's dehuman it's like very easy to dehumanize people and that's why like there's a lot of tension so especially if you're saying like 
you know, Jews are like, if there's like a world conspiracy to, of, of Jews and like, that's why they're in positions of power, of course, you're going to like other them. Cause you, especially if you like never met a Jewish person in your life or never interacted with a Jewish person in your life, mm-hmm. like it's very easy to be like, yo, fuck these people. Like they're stealing from us. They're stealing our identity. It causes animosity. And then you have tension and like, you know, that's never amazing. So it's just like, I, I don't think Kyrie did anything particularly horrible. I just think he did something like not that ignorant. And probably the reason the Nets suspended him is because he didn't say like, he didn't just come out and say it initially. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? They just say it. It's not that hard to apologize. And all you had to do was say, hey man, I didn't really watch it. And I didn't really realize that these, there was this anti-Semitic stuff in it. And like, I apologize for putting it up. I wanted to learn more about my own history. And there's nothing wrong with him wanting to learn about like his own history. You know, if you'd said that, I think it would have been fine. I think the Nets ownership just got tired of him like causing this big controversy. And they were just like, I'm tired of this. We're going to suspend you. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Do you think uh, that they're, you know, because you said that they're tired, do you think that they're tired of him, not just for that, but they're using that to- Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the flat earth stuff was like not great, you know, like the vaccine and they're probably tired of the vaccine stuff. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money to play basketball and he's like not playing that much basketball and he's causing controversy for like drawing negative attention instead of, you know, being a great, I think they're just tired of dealing with it, honestly. So, you know, so I mean, for everybody, like the risk outweighs the reward, you know. I think this for, is a, for, it's everything. I think this is a propaganda setup uh, to try to diminish Kyrie Irving and his uh, image. Kyrie Irving, we want to talk about basketball terms about Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't say he's the most outstanding guy, but you can't argue that Kyrie Irving is one of the greatest people that has ever played basketball. I, I'm saying, look, I'm saying he does community. like a lot of good things for, I know oh. he does a lot of good things for. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm people. not saying you didn't. I'm not saying you didn't. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know what you're yeah. saying. You're, you're, you're just yeah. trying to clarify that you don't want to have this stereo because you're Jewish, right? Yeah, I'm Jewish. But yeah, you, again, you don't want to have I'm, this stereotype. I'm, I'm Jews. They're Jews are like Jews. Judaism is a religion mm-hmm. and I'm not religious, but mm-hmm. Judaism is also a race. Like I'm a hundred percent Jewish. Like if you look at me genetically, hundred percent Jewish. Mm-hmm. And you can mm-hmm. track that ba- back to, I mean, if you really want to go into it, there are like two types of Jews there, like Ashkenazi Jews from Europe and Sephardic Jews from the Middle East and from Africa and everything like that. I'm 100% Ashkenazi Jew. So mm-hmm. from like Poland, that area. I think this so, is a perfect time for everyone to yeah. get more educated on the religion. Itself yeah, 100%. I do, I do agree with you to a stance where I don't think that that type of stereotype should be labeled on the Jewish community because I don't think that's true. Uh, I do think though that there is things lost in the history books. Me and my personal opinion, I do think that black people were the first people of the uh, of the planet. So in turn, black people yeah, were the first. That's, so that's different. Opinion. That's that's mm-hmm. different though, because then then everybody is black. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's not really a good argument for me, because everybody came from Mesopotamia, like 100. percent It's proven scientifically. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but then people, you know, <laughs> they move. They move to different places. Like. Of course, the first answer, the first people were black. Like you know, mm-hmm. if you go far enough, if you're back enough, everyone's black. Mm-hmm. But so you know, uh, like they they moved, and the and the people from that region are are different enough mm-hmm. where the the origin the, you know are from they're from Israel, and that's not Africa. It's the Middle East. So like you know, it's like uh, a different. I see what you're saying. The point of what I'm yeah. saying is that Kyrie Irving and what he was trying to do was he was trying to shed light on the information that. You know, we as black people should be more informed about our history and what happened in the past, uh, right. in my opinion. I think he just I, made a mistake. I, I think so, too. Documentary. Yeah, 
he, yeah, he let me, picked let a me fucking fin- different documentary. Yeah, know? let me finish my point, though. Let me finish my yeah, point, yeah. though. So I think Kyrie Irving, I do agree with you to an extent where he probably didn't do the homework and see if there's any anti-Semitic views, and I understand that. But I think there's a bigger issue at large here. I think that this is an opportunity to, for Kyrie Irving is a guy who's known to speak out, speak out against the norm, think outside the box, and he's a guy that is trying to shed light on the information. And one of those is the secret societies of America, the elites of the elites. I personally believe that there's secret societies in this world. And now this is a perfect guy to Kyrie Irving, a guy who's a good citizen, who's an outstanding human being, who does nothing but preach love and caring to one, one another. This is a perfect opportunity for them to diminish his image so that people will not listen to him anymore. Because he's a guy that thinks outside the box. He's a guy that doesn't think within the confines of what the social norms are. And this is a perfect opportunity where This is how strategic that they fucking work. What they're going to do is they're going to connect Kyrie Irving to something of extreme negative value, like anti-Semitism. And we, uh, us as human beings are negative, I mean, are visual creatures. So when we see Kyrie Irving and something in in that negative light and our unconscious mind are going to start viewing Kyrie and his name in a negative light. And that's what they're doing to Kyrie Irving. This is more about trying to diminish him and his image rather than what he was doing. It's easy to understand where he was coming from. You even understand where he was coming from. He did not come from a place of hate. He did not come from a place of harm. But what are they doing? They want to ruin this guy's image. Because of what? Because he is a guy who thinks outside the box, and he is a guy that goes against the norms and wants to shed light about the secret societies of America, secret societies of the world, and try to shed light while people are spreading love and not stop trying to ostracize each other for opinions and things like that. I'm, I think I read an article about him giving water to some Pakistanians. Like, like he's a great human being, and I think right now it's just a perfect opportunity for people to try to diminish his image. Can I speak on this for a hot second? Please mm-hmm. do. The brother that's a Jew. Um, let's see, like this is the type of conversation that needs to be had on a national level because there's, agree, levels, yeah, of, there's levels of ignorance that go out that people never get a chance to address because if one thing is said, the word anti-Semitic comes up and that shuts everything down because that's been portrayed as this such negative and vile and evil thing. The problem is like, I'm listening to you and you freely on here for the whole world to hear, admit that you're asking us, right? So anybody that can process, anybody that can research could go right and say, where did Ashkenazi Jews come from? And when they research it, they're gonna find out that Ashkenaz did not come from Shem. They came from Japheth. There's three lines that you have to come from. You're coming from Ham, you're coming from Shem, or you're coming from Japheth. And you admitted you're an Ashkenazi Jew, which I believe. But you came from the line of Japheth. If you go back- That's not relevant, though. It's it's not even relevant. It's not relevant at all. It has nothing to do with the fact that I'm Jewish or not. It's not relevant. Hold on, bro. I listen to you. I listen to you. It is relevant because- When you use a word like anti-Semitic, that is coming from being anti against the line of Shem. So would you rather, would you rather I say, um, Brother, I never, hold on, bro. I never cut you off. No, I know, I know. But I'm I'm saying, if I use the word anti-Semitism, would you rather say like anti-white Jew? Would you rather say that? Okay. This is the stuff that happens. This is the ignorance that goes forth. When the truth starts to come out, it gets suppressed. This is what they're trying to do to Kyrie. They want to suppress this level of truth that's in that movie. I actually know the man personally. They wrote the books and did the movie. I know him personally. I've had him for years. 
But if you do any research yourself, you're admitting you're Ashkenazi, and I believe you. But when you look up where did Ashkenazi Jews come from, what line are they from? They came from the seed of Japhet. So that does not make them Shemitic or Semitic. And that's where the problem comes. That's why he's saying, how can I be anti-Semitic when I know who I am? I am from the line of Shem. So how can I be against myself? That's what he's saying. And now Jews will say, like you just said, well, that's irrelevant. That doesn't matter. Yes, it does, because now truth is being presented to the world. And Jews don't want that truth out there because that word anti-Semitic would have zero power when they realize the people using it are not Semitic. They're not from Shem. You just admitted that. You can go to Genesis 10 and see that the Ashkenaz and the Saharadim, they came from Japheth. Now, you'd be better off saying I'm anti-Japheth, but that don't have the backing that anti-Semitic has. That is so negative. Once that's said, all conversations shut down. Everybody needs to be in this apology mode and counsel mode, and, and you need to be trained on how not to be sensitive and all that. It's just truth. But nobody wants to hear this truth. So then you ask yourself, why? Why is this truth being suppressed? Why is it being suppressed? Do you deny the fact that you come from the line of Japheth? Or do you know that you came from the line of Japheth? Do you know who I mean, Japheth I'm is? I'm telling you, that's irrelevant. It's, irre it's completely irrelevant. It has nothing to do with genetics. It has nothing to do with real history. It's irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. Did y'all hear what he just say, said? I'm sorry. Did y'all hear what he just said? He said it has it's nothing irrelevant. to do with real history. That's what he just no, said. The Bible isn't real history. We know that. It's stories. <laughs> Where do you get? Hold on. What does the word anti-Semitic mean then, my friend? What does it mean? A semi. A semi is from... It's very easy. A sem, a semi Where does semi is, come from? It does, again, like, it's irrelevant. It's a line of people. It's irrelevant. It's, it's no, irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It comes from a line of people. Quote, unquote, so would you, the chosen people. Would, would, you, would you rather... Okay. <laughs> would you... No, 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 this is a serious question. If, if so, ra what would you, you what would you rather what would you rather the term people use then? Because there is hatred rather, against I'm, against Ashkenazi people. Hold on, bro. 100. Hold on, bro. I don't need a term. The the proper term would probably be anti-Jafet because that's the line you came from. You didn't okay. come from from Shim. But see, that, that that's fine. Then. But here, hold I, on, I, bro. But I'll I'll, I'll I'll take that. That's fine. Jafet, I don't believe that, but that's fine. Hold on, bro. Jafet is not from the chosen line of people. Shem, that line is the chosen line of people. That's the chosen people of Yah. That's uh, again, the chosen again, people I, of God. Uh, let's say, you just, hold on, let's hold on. Say. You just hold on. You just said it. You don't. You just said it. I heard your words. The Bible is not real history. You just no, said it's it. not real. But of the words, the, the anti-Semitic comes from the Bible. No, it it's, comes from a word that's in the Bible. I got you. Okay. All right. So you use a Bible term to defend yourself as a people but we don't believe in the bible i'm not i'm not using the like i, must, I want people to understand like, i want people to make sense out of this you're using yeah, i'm saying if you on. don't like the term anti-semitic no 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 no, yeah, no, no, no. if you don't on, like bro. it to refer I'm, to, I'm to jewish people I'm, hey, bro, okay I'm hey, i don't believe that but I'm, if you i'm semitic i know i am i know who i am so i don't have a problem with it the problem know, but is you do though because on, you don't bro. like the term they didn't the, the, the people who don't like jews not, are not referring to you though they're not referring to you you they know are because they're using my line i'm from the shemitic line you they didn't kill six million of your people in the holocaust it didn't happen it didn't happen and you know that let me ask you okay let me ask you this 
how many how many of my people you think got killed in the transatlantic slave trade? And had- irrelevant. It's irrelevant. You're just doing whataboutism. It's irrelevant. They didn't okay. kill you because they didn't right, kill you because hey, of your race. No problem, they didn't kill hey, you because of your race. This is, hey, my, they enslaved no you. But not, no problem. Yeah, it's irrelevant. I, I, I think the people can see where the issue lies. When the real facts hit the table, the instant word from I know multiple times has been it's, it's irrelevant. You're talking about stuff that was it's invented irrelevant. in like the 1980s or 70s. It's like not real. It's not real. It's not real. All right, my bro. It's not real. Cool. We can get back I know to you've done your like, research, but it's not real. And we all know this. You just bro, didn't I, have a Jewish I, person on to tell you that. Bro, and you've never, you probably never met a Jewish bro. person. Hey, it's fine. I, I do a lot more than research. I didn't want to do an argument like this. Like, because I knew and, you would come I, against me. And we're never going to no, agree. Bro, if you actually notice, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not amped up about it. I'm saying to you, there's ignorance surrounding the word anti-Semitic. And the ignorance is when the truth about that word comes out. Jews want to suppress it. Ashkenazi Jews like yourself, Sephardim Jews like your brethren, they want to suppress that. They don't want that level of truth coming out. And there's ignorance behind that word. All you have to say is this person anti-Semitic. Now the world's going crazy. That's what the brother above you was talking about. I don't think Kyrie's anti-Semitic. The brother above you was just talking about that. This man didn't say a word. All he did was make a post. And all these assumptions and accusations have come on him to degrade his character. The movie has a lot I of agree. information. Hold on. The movie documentary has a lot of information about who he is as an individual, where his true history comes from. But see, coming from an Ashkenazi Jew, like you are, because you admitted that, that's what you said you are. You, you make it sound like I'm like a criminal because I said bro, I was an Ashkenazi bro, Jew. Like, that's fucking hilarious. Bro, you <laughs> admitted to being that. And you want to suppress that truth because you will get on here and you just said it. The Bible's not real. It's not real history. You know what? It's my history, though. It is real history. You don't no, see it. No, it's history, not. But it's a Hebrew book. It is. It's of course, it's a Hebrew book. It's the yeah, but you did. Did you grow? Hebrew. Did you did you grow up as a Hebrew? Yes. No, you probably grew. You grew up as a Hebrew. Yes. Yes. Then why is everybody else around you who grew up? They grew up as a Christian. Oh, different. Hey, completely different. Hey, 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 what's your, I'm sorry. I don't even know your name. I don't want to keep. I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron, and I'm Rufus. I'm Elder Rufus. You can go to my channel, Straightway Georgia. Straightway Georgia. I've, I've seen your channel. I've seen your channel. Well, you know what I grew up in, then. You see how we I live. know. It's Who different. You, apart? you see how It's I different. Live. It's different. See, it's people different. are different. I just don't think we're ever going to agree. The, the and I also don't think this is like an amazingly productive dialogue. <laughs> Again, right. though, I'm trying to tell you, it's the, it's the suppression of the truth is where the problem comes. The ignorance behind this word. Y'all want to say it and just expect the whole world to accept it to be what you say it is. That's not facts, though. Okay, let, let's let's. I'll. I'm not even. I don't even. Let's not even address the anti-Semitic stuff. All right. But hey, I appreciate. There you. Is, hey, I appreciate. Hey, I appreciate you checking my page out. I appreciate. Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I. You know, do got to do your research. You know. Yep. Right. I. Yo. There's the, there's the one thing. Like. Yeah. Go ahead. There's Holocaust denial and like in that in that move in that movie. So like. That's what. Hold I don't on. know. Hey, Aaron. I got the documentary. That's what someone told you. You didn't see that in the movie. I promise. It's you. it's. I literally saw the screenshot. The Holocaust did not happen. The murders, no. like the, I literally saw the, the, the exaggeration of what happened in the Holocaust. That's what uh, the movie uh, speaks uh, on. It's the same thing as Holocaust. That's what it speaks. It's on. literally the same thing. And that type of that's thing, not the same thing, bro. That's no, no. But let, let me. This is really important, though. That type of thinking makes it seem, and you like. Makes hey, my brother, at one time, in, at one like time in history, you know, one time, it makes them look like I others. My brother, at one time in history, it was said that only two million people got killed in the Holocaust. How are we at six million now? 
That's an example. It's very easy. No, okay. not even close. I got you. All right, Sean. It's, it, it's, it's okay. Like, oh. I don't think we're, he and I are ever going to agree on this. Yeah. But, like, I'm glad someone, you know, could come over from talking to my side. Because yeah. <laughs> also, no, like, no. ridiculous I, things. But. No, no, I, pre I appreciate that you guys were able to come on and, and express your perspectives. I know that last episode, there was, you know, it, it felt like there was a lot of kind of from one side of the spectrum. And you want to come up and share the other side. And we appreciate that you're able to come up and do that. That's why Players' Choice exists, man. You guys are What's able up? to come up here and make make yourselves heard um so thank you for that conversation now we can get back into basketball talk so mark mars are you awake <laughs> yep. all right good morning good morning mars good morning chat yo all right uh <laughs> i wish bobby was here ron said that bobby was supposed to be here because we're going to talk about clay thompson guarding uh herder on that last was that the last possession? Mm -hmm. this out. Yeah. So Herder pulling up from the wing for three. Clay damn near tackles him. Uh, no whistle is blown. And Mars is probably running around his room screaming like a happy, happy man. So Mars, walk us through this play. What went on? Did Clay foul him? What happened? Clay 100% fouled him. It, it was a foul the first time I watched it. It was a foul the second time I watched it. And it was a foul the third time I watched it. I knew I knew it was a foul the moment the play happened live. It was it was never a question to me. I guess the refs wanted to go home. They didn't want to see an overtime. I don't know, but it, it was an obvious foul. Am I complaining? Not really, but it's a foul. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. Of course not. But um, Would you complain I, if the tables were turned? As a newfound Rockets fan that I am now, as I'm a <laughs> fan, no, I was just watching. I was just watching the game as a neutral. So would I complain? Wow, probably not. But I mean, it was it was obviously a foul. The Kings have every right to be upset because they played a very good game. They probably deserve to go to overtime. Whether or not Kevin Hurt would have made the free throws, who knows? Because I saw Kevin Durant miss one of his free free throws, so Kevin Hurt might have missed as well. But they had the chance to tie the game, which was taken away from them unjustly. So it was definitely a foul. I don't think I think if you ask Clay Thompson, I don't think he would say it wasn't a foul. He'd probably have to deflect and say, Well, we got fouled and we didn't get a call this way, so it evened itself out. But he knows himself he fouled Kevin Hurr on that shot. It's insane. It's insane that you don't get a whistle there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what he has to do to get a, a foul call there, because it was the most obvious. He got fouled like three separate times. So, yes, I don't know hit, how and then he got get, hit on the arm twice. I don't I know how like, he didn't, bro. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't get one of them. So I don't know what was yeah. going on. I was watching. Uh, oh, I was watching the highlights of that game, and I was looking at Herder. I'm like, you have such a fun job on this team, bro. You get to just run around the three point line and chuck threes. Like, I wish he's been um, shooting great as well. Mm -hmm. What's What's happening to Clay, man? Like. You're I mean, talking he's about injured, of course. Yeah, yeah in we... general. Like, why is he dribbling so much? Like, why isn't he like what is he trying to prove? I don't Oh, you're coming from you that know, angle. Like... I thought you were gonna ask about why he's like kind of falling. Okay, Mars, go yeah, ahead. I, I, you know, like I think he's he's dribbling a lot. He's like he's shooting terribly, but playing you know, outside like, of himself. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's didn't Barkley say something about how he's like falling off or he's like injured right now, or he's like a lesson. I feel like he's trying to Prove, prove, prove himself. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I spoke about I spoke about this. I don't know how many episodes ago, but I was like, he just needs more time. And then shortly after, 
Clay Thompson said this in a press conference. He was like, yo, man, I basically didn't play for, what, two or three years off of back-to-back catastrophic injuries. And everybody that's saying he's not the same or – I mean, number one, who would be the same? You know exactly. what I mean? Let's, let's get that out the way. That doesn't mean that he can't go back and return to the level of production that we expect I hope he does. Yeah. I still have 100% faith that that's a possibility. But it just needs more time. You know, not everybody bounces back from something like that. Like, is this even a precedent? Like, do we even have an example of somebody who's been a shooter, an elite shooter like Clay has been, that has suffered those same injuries, that has sat out as long as he has, and then come back and still kill the way that he was before those injuries? I don't think that's ever been seen before. So I am more than willing to just let this rock and let this ride for as however long it takes for Clay to, you know what I mean? get back and i'm not gonna like go crazy over no early season games you know what i mean that they wouldn't be winning anyway if he was healthy you know what i mean like the the warriors are not very good right now bro so. there's got to be a lot of mental stuff because like think about all the things mentally if you were in his position think about all the things that you are that have to go through your mind one is the injuries right coming off two injuries like you said euro if you've ever played a sport and you come off of injury, mentally, you still think in a way that you're, uh, even though it's strong enough and healthy enough to go, you still think that it's potentially not. And you also play a little more cautious because you don't want to re-injure yourself. So there's that. Then also, I've said this two or three weeks ago, then also you have a guy like Jordan Poole coming in who just got super paid and he plays your position and you're used to being the guy, the beloved number two on the warriors. Now you have to also deal with that of like, I have to not only be a good teammate and support this guy. Otherwise I'm going to look like a fool. Um, but I also have to produce so that I can still maintain my minutes. There's so much that would go on in somebody's head in Bobby. Bobby made a good point is you don't know what goes on in anyone's head. He might not be thinking about this at all. Um, so I'm not going to put that on him, but I'm just saying, like, think about it from that perspective of you never know what's going on in his head. But Elder, go ahead. That's why I said he's pressing. That's what he's doing. He's pressing. And uh, all old school players kind of know before the money got all, you know, the way it is now, with generational wealth and stuff. Uh, if you wasn't like in the upper echelon top 5% of the players that were superstars or, or stars, your job was pretty much on the line all the time. You could literally get hurt and not have a job after that. So He's in that mode now where he's pressing, and I think your point was made, uh, was a good point about there's a guy right here right now that they just paid. Now, I'm coming up to be paid. Let's keep it real. I'm coming up to be paid to extend my career. They haven't offered me an extension yet. We ain't talking about that yet. And this man is younger, getting it done on the level I used to or greater. It's it's pressure. It's pressure. I also didn't even mention Wiggins either. But listen, but y'all putting too much emphasis on the pool um stuff in my opinion because I so. because i think when it comes to getting paid like who's coming up or whatever they first have to figure out the draymond situation for you know the issues that we were talking about earlier you know ego and stuff like that do you want to move forward with him and if so how much money do you want to put in that pot if it's a volatile concoction you know what i'm saying 
because you don't know how that's going to pan out, especially because now you are financially committed to somebody like Jordan Poole, who actually is coming up. Of course, and, I just said we are, you know, overemphasizing the Jordan Poole situation. And then I just mentioned Jordan Poole. But I just think, I mean, I think, I, I don't think that is the top thing that maybe. I think it's, I think it's dual, like he's saying, like old boy said, because it's not just Poole. Poole's more on the offensive end, what Clay right. did. You got Wiggins doing what he did on the defensive end. He's a defensive stopper. They both play you to be and both. And here's the thing: both those guys already got their bread. Mm-hmm. They just extended those two guys, so the company has already showed you they're committed to them moving forward. What's going to happen if I'm still inconsistent? I'm not the old Clay. I am in my 30s now, so there may be just natural decline involved with trying to recover from this injury. What is my value? And am I going to be offended if, if they come and say, Clay, we love you, we want to keep you, but because we have to pay these guys to do what you used to do for us, you're only worth $15 million a year for us now or $20 million. Is Clay going to be with that, or is he going to say, I'll go to the Lakers and they'll overpay me to, to be a bad, a mediocre player? It, this stuff is what's going on in Clay's mind. He wants to be in Golden State, but who wants to go from making, you know, what is Clay making, $40 million? I don't know what he's making. He's making a max, right? So if he's making high 30s, low 40s, who wants to go down? Nobody wants to take a decut cut and pay. And with the, the the way their salary cap is, Clay know in two years when he comes up, that they're not going to want to keep paying and have a $600 million payroll. This is all stuff on his mind while he's out there, and it's causing him to press. He's pressing to improve to show that he's there, and he's just not. His body can't, can't respond properly. So, and I don't think he's ever, I personally, I don't think Clay's ever going to be the player he was. Definitely not defensively. His and, lateral and, movement will never be the same. Yeah, I, I guess I don't want to speak on the defensive end, but, you know, as far as offensively, I mean, this is a rhythm player, right? Because he's a shooter, right? He needs rhythm. And so when we're talking about he may not ever be back to how he was, I don't think the production has, I think that's a separate conversation because this is a, this is layered, right? If we're talking about rhythm and his body is different now, he has to reacquaint himself with that like new set of wheels that he's working with now, right? It's not going to be as automatic and muscle memory and all this stuff as as it was with the old type of, you know, abilities that his body had before the injuries. So now that he has all of these restrictions that his body is putting on him because of these injuries, right? The aftermath of it, he just has to figure out a rhythm. And so the slightest change in that can throw your shot off. You know what I'm saying? The shots that he used to make, he may not be able to make. And to your point, if he's pressing, I think you say he's pressing. I'm looking at it like he may just be looking for a new avenue. You know what I'm saying? It is and it's, and it's, to number one, find his rhythm, but also, bro, the shots that used to be my bread and butter, they're not falling. Let me, you know what I mean? I'm going to still shoot those, but let, let me try to find something else. You know what I mean? Some like the second most favorite shot that, that I feel most comfortable with. Maybe that's working. Maybe the other, you know, the third one, the fourth one, whatever. He's just testing his arsenal, in my opinion. So. Okay. Mars, thoughts? I think Clay got worse at basketball. <laughs> Simple as that, huh? Yeah, he got worse. Just not a disrespect. How old is Clay? How old is Clay, y'all? 31, 32. 32. 32. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he had crazy. He had crazy injuries. Like having crazy injuries like that is hard to come back. Yeah, it's not like I'm disrespecting him by saying he. No technology, you know, but according to Euro, technology should make him, you know, be able to overcome it. You know, I'm just saying though. He will. Of course, look, look, he's he's playing. He's starting for the Golden State Warriors, defending champs. So what? That don't mean good. No, bro. What of course the... not. Of course not. Dub. What are you talking about? You talking about playing Two that in the league level? Yeah, he's not playing, playing that elite level. And playing that elite level. He's playing that elite level. No, 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 no. I'm not we talking about. Here. I'm not. No, I'm here. not talking, bro. Dub, don't piss me off right now. I swear <laughs> to God, man. Let's go. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we here for? We're here to piss each other off, right? This is basketball. Let's do it. Remember, bro. Remember what I said in the chat. Um. Um. In the group chat, JD, where I was like, yo, Dub just be making shit up in his head that I'd be saying or whatever, and then Bro, he just runs sure. with that. I don't, I, I, I'm I just trying to clarify. Just I'm saying. just trying to clarify. Can I clarify? Bro, go back Clay, and watch it again. It's Clay, it's Clay playing at an elite level. That's what we're talking Dub, about. Dub, no, no, no. No, no, no that no. is not what we're this talking about. This is what about. we were talking about was we were talking about Clay's play, and then you decide to bring up medical advances. Like, there's a correlation between I got injured because of medicine, I should be able to still according play to Euro's logic, Bozo. according you to Euro's logic, technology is so high today's day that these guys should be able to so come through injuries like this earlier. You bozo, no, that to be playing at a higher level, to still be playing at a higher level. That's what he fucking said. Of course you get injured then. That is not what I said. <laughs> we won the tape. I'm not, I'm not, what episode was this? What no, episode was this? Another take. Now you have three takes into one. That's take. the take oh, I'm addressing the whole entire time. What I remember take? a conversation we had a few months ago. He goes like, well, you know, the way that modern medicine is here today, the way players can come back and still be themselves, you know, it's just able to it's just able to happen just so seamlessly because of I technology. Said it just like that. I said it just like that, Doug. I don't know the exact words, but that was your premise. You don't know the exact words. That was your premise. That was your premise. You don't even know your exact words. What were your exact words? Elaborate. 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 If I know. Elaborate. Yo, JD, let's move on. You run it from the smoke. You run it from the smoke. Dub, dub, there is what you're doing. How are we going to ask for clarification for something and somebody, how are we going to ask for clarification for this, but no, nobody's going to sit here and clarify. Because you won't Bro, listen. You, get, you need to get your facts straight first. <laughs> you guys haven't told and me then, shit. Then, you guys haven't told me shit right now. You just refuse to listen, bro. I'm asking. Euro. Oh, my God. You see? Bro. And this is why we never might, go nowhere. I might just, I might just Churlish. You, Churlish. I might just Churlish. Extremely like, churlish. Hey, cash out. You're not wrong. Speaking of Twitter, make sure you follow everybody on Twitter. Tom is definitely drunk. What's in that fucking cup? Yeah, for real. Ice. Mm. Yeah, he put vodka in the ice cube thingy. And then... Nah, it was Pepsi. It was my first time drinking soda in like a month. Wait, so... can it vodka freeze though? If you do that? No. No, no. it can't. It's alcohol. So it, would just be, it would just be cold ass liquid. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, assist, sent to Super J. He said, this is uh, when we were talking about the, the start bench cut stuff. So this must have come into conversation during that. Steph shot 4 for 14 from game three and game seven. That's not on Dre. Plus, Wiggins was a number one pick, and Kerr convinced him to buy into the system and be a role player. You know that, what? You know what, Jay? The point you was fucking pissed me off. Game seven. That, that was the point. But. You know what, Jay? You pissed me off. All this bullshit. Oh, I'm a dubbinair. You know, I'm supposed to be this dubbinair. The one moment you're ready to dick hop on somebody else, you take it. You know what? 
Put your salutes down. You're no longer a part of this. No, this no, 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 no. This is why I say, people, let this be a reminder to everybody. Be wary of who you trust. Even though Shut somebody up. will say, even though that somebody will say that they're on your Shut side, up. the true colors will Don't show. Dub, and dub, Jay dub, is a perfect dub. example of that. So Jay, you are a disgusting, a disgusting, despicable human being <laughs> and the very L of the most L of hosts. <laughs> it is disgusting the routes in which you take. I'm off you, Jay Mars. We had a conversation about this, and I even told you. I said, I'm not too sure about Jay. I still have to see. True cars have fucking shown themselves. Head on a spike. <laughs> <laughs> you are crazy, bro. You just want a bunch of yes men in your corner. That's crazy. That's not how you. It's a different being elevate. a yes man and just dick hopping. And that's what okay, you did. Okay. Okay. Loaded set to Super Chat said, I don't know if y'all talked about it. I'm just happy in. But what y'all think about what Bron said about the Migos? Yo, the memes that are coming out of this have me in. No, I, don't, yeah. I, don't get that. I don't get that at all. Why people don't understand what he said. Bro. Oh my God! Bro. What do you mean? Do you, so, do you think? Are you of the uh, opinion that LeBron is actually not lying or exaggerating? He's just like. Well, what he said. To, and maybe I'm off because I didn't hear all of it. What I heard was that he said in 2010, he was listening to their music, right, right, and right. telling people that these people nobody even knew about. Them. Right, he right, said, right. Nobody knew about them. These guys are next up. Right. So people mm -hmm. are saying, well, they album didn't come out to 2011. Right. You acting like LeBron James don't have access to that before it comes out. I don't understand what people don't he get knew that. Kirby was well, drop but also, the music wasn't made in 2011. <laughs> right, I right. It was made before that. But Elder, also, who cares? Because yeah. it just sets the internet up. You know what it so is. They can run with this. And you know what it is, Elder. I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you. Where I agree with you. Where I think this is a little bit exaggerated. For but when sure you have a guy, when you have a guy who's a repeat offender <laughs> yeah. of capping, of yeah. capping, son. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's like. Yo, broad, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, shut up, bro. Why are you just capping like this, bro? He he said, Mar said it. Oh, I was watching the game, man. Son just told me Kobe's going to drop 70. And when he did it, I was like, why not 80? What the fuck? No, he wasn't thinking that. On top of that, a guy was like, I, I remember one quote. There was a one quote a guy had on the barbershop. LeBron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that saying. Uh, uh, that's my favorite saying. Rashford. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yo, shut up, bro. Like, shut up. Fake reading Malcolm X books. God damn it, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at this. Look at this. This is so funny, bro. When my homie's girl asked if he was with me at a certain date. <laughs> <laughs> That's who is that exactly who you ask. Oh, yeah, we was he, he was in bed by nine. In bed by nine. <laughs> Believe me, man. But you know what? Like, I'm I'm here for it though, man. I think this is like harmless banter. Oh, it's I think so this harmless. Is, it's like so when good. LeBron LeBron catches a lot of you know heat, a lot of flack, and a lot of hate for you know whatever. <laughs> and so if it's refreshing to have something like that that is like you know you know childish and and you know and like doesn't have a lot of venom in it. You know what I mean? Like people right. just poking fun. It's, so I, I do appreciate that uh, it, for a change, bro. One thousand percent. Because when it comes to like. You see this on Twitter, bro. 
when you're talking basketball, you put your opinion out there, everyone goes crazy, right? This crazy back and forth. It's here's the thing that as a in the basketball community, we get to all share laughter in and be on the same side and take part in the joke. And it doesn't harm anyone. It's it's amazing, like you said, Euro. Um, all right, moving on. The Isaiah Thomas beef in Michael Jordan or the Isaiah Thomas Michael Jordan beef continues, bro. This is going to be once a year, every year for the rest of eternity. We are going to have a new headline of Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan beef. Um, this is actually the quote that brought this back to uh, surface. And it's the full quote because there was a lot of people putting stuff out there that was just the, the one sentence. This is the full quote. Isaiah Thomas said, when I was watching The Last Dance, I'm sitting there and watching it with my family and I'm thinking everything is good. And then this guy comes on television. He's talking about Michael Jordan. And he says that he hates me. And then he calls me an asshole. And then I proceed to watch a whole documentary about him being an asshole. I'm like, wait a minute, time out. Until I get a public apology, this beef is going to go on for a long time because I'm from the west side of Chicago. Whatever, bro. He ain't about to slide. What I'm saying, though, is he's absolutely right. But, like, we know it's – we know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. He should just let it go. Like, if you know what I mean? The beef is the beef. Y'all don't like each other. Y'all can leave the earth being okay with not liking each other. You know what I'm saying? That don't take away from what Zeke has done. That don't take away from what Jordan has done. And neither does it give you guys any brownie points, you know, for it. So I just think, it, it, like, to stop dragging it. You know what I mean? But he was correct, though. You know, Michael Jordan called him an asshole. And then he proceeded, you know what I mean, for the next six or eight episodes, whatever it was, <laughs> to be an asshole. So I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's his documentary. Zeke, you can make your own documentary. You know what I mean? I would love to see one on the bad boy Pistons from his perspective, especially when it comes to <laughs> Rufus shaking his head, but you know, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, the beef with the bulls and all that. So I would love to see that, you know, maybe if he wants to be petty, like, you know, talking about you from this. the West side of Chicago and can slide, then go ahead. Be, you know what I mean? Like be petty. You had, you had, thir- you were, you had over 30 fucking years. You should have slid back then you bozo. This sounds like that. This sounds like the angry ex, you feel me, that always be bad-mouthing you. And then you got the boyfriend who's like, yo, I'm just living my fucking life. Why is my, why my ex talking bad about me like this? It's been fucking 10 years since I've seen her bitch ass. Why? Why? Chill, why, why you, I mean, since, it's been 10 years since I've seen her, you feel me? Like, why are you still talking bad about me? That's exactly what it is, bro. He an angry ex. And MJ's just sitting here like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it goes to show that back in them days, we really didn't like each other. They were a little bit before my time, but that that era, you know, we didn't have the AAU and all that kind of stuff. So we didn't become friends, bro. And when you got in that court, you really didn't like those dudes at all. All you wanted to do was smash them. You wanted to destroy them, beat them as bad as you can. And you would be cordial. Most guys mature to the point where off the court they could be cordial. But mm-hmm. Isaiah, just petty. I mean, that's the only thing I've always disliked about Isaiah. Um, in college, I went to Rochester University. It's in uh, Michigan. I got to work at the Palace when he was in the championship runs. You know what I mean? The late, eight, late, uh, the early nineties, I should say, right after it. And he's just petty. He's a petty dude, bro. He's a petty cat, and nobody likes that. Not from no man. You know what I'm saying? That so was MJ, stuff. to be fair. No, he is. But at least MJ just like, hey, MJ ain't denying he a hole. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But it's a competitive. I want to beat you, a hole, mm-hmm. instead of. I'm gonna be petty and do you know what I mean? It's like That's I'm gonna facts, be advantage to beat you. He's got like the ultimate competitor spirit. I want to win at everything. If we're gonna drink this bottle of water, I want to drink it faster. 
If I, I gotta slap you in the I, face, I'm gonna slap you in the but, face. But that, Isaiah's different. Isaiah's different. He's just petty, bro. And I, I just I never care for Isaiah on that level. I still have him up there in my you know top five point guards all time, but I just think he's petty as hell and he needs to move on. And but I mean the one point Isaiah makes to that this right, and I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit. They did used to whoop the Bulls' tails in the 80s when he was when they were winning and dominating, he did. So I understand why they looked at it and like, well, he didn't beat us. You know what I mean? When we was in our prime and getting it in, he couldn't get over the hump and get us. Now, once we were old, about to leave the game, that's when he rose to fame. But before that, we was destroying his little tail. So that's that such is an exaggeration, though. Oh, they used things to beat the crap out of the Bulls. No, I think it's an extreme exaggeration where, oh, yeah, the Pistons had to get old as hell. Like, they were still a really good team. They were still a championship caliber team when they lost. It's just MJ just became better than them. I mean, Isaiah Thomas was only 29. Back then, back then, guys were really bowing out 10, 11, 12 years into the league, bro. Because how physical that. it was. So think about that. Isaiah came in, what, 80, 81? I can't remember, 80, 81. So you're talking 91, 92, 90. He was bowing out. All them guys was hurt, bird. All them guys started getting hurt about that time frame or, or catching a disease or whatever. So they did kind of, those guys that was beating him, they did get to the older stage. And almost at the end of, towards the end of their career before he started winning, he didn't beat any of those guys in their primes. None but they them. were still championship caliber, correct? At that time, about the Bulls or no the Pistons. Pistons? Yeah, they still were like like the like the old like the Celtics when they had Paul Pierce on them. They were championship caliber, but you didn't expect them to win. It no, was but cool. that's they, it was okay. They got one, but they were getting older. You know what I mean? I, I, I could understand. I understand you in that point, but the Boston Celtics is actually a perfect example with LeBron James. Even though they were older, they were still a very competitive team to be respected. The yeah. Pistons that year was definitely a competitive team to be respected. Mars, wake your ass up. The Pistons was a competitive <laughs> team to be respected. That's all the point I'm saying. So you're saying it, it wasn't on our prime. I mean, bro, it was one year after your prime. You fell off that much of a cliff after one year of winning a title? It I'm not hearing that shit. It yeah, with injuries and stuff, it can. You can fall off like that. And your window closes. That's what I'm saying. Your window can close quick. It can. Your window can close quick. Especially back then. Especially back then. Um, People were pointing this out in the chat, and I'm glad that you did because I was actually unaware of this when I was kind of creating what we were going to talk about on the show today. But the Brooklyn Nets have made a decision on their coach. They are going to lift the interim tag from Jacques Vaughn. And he's going to replace Steve Nash as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. That means Ime Udoka is out as the Brooklyn Nets head coach. Um, curious to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Mars, maybe you'll wake up and enlighten us. Did you just the snore, net- Mars? No. What the fuck was that? No. The Nets oh, that are still mids. The Nets are still mids. They're going to be mids. It's not a surprise. Um, do I think Jacques Vaughn is the savior? No. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. Second round ceiling. Team's just not that good. Ben Simmons is not that good. Kevin Durant is very good. Kyrie Irving is very good. Joe Harris doesn't look the same. Yeah. Um, I know that no, too. Still have no interior presence. I mean, Nicholas Claxton is who you're relying on. Then you have Dayron Sharp. It's, it's a problem. Rebounding is still a problem. Unless they make some trades. I don't I don't see anything because I don't think this coaching change is gonna make them a good defense. And I'm i I'll see what the offense looks like with Kyrie if he comes back, but I don't have high hopes. I'm Aaron, sorry. I didn't even ask you, do you have a favorite team? Who do you I pay mean, attention to? Right? So uh Wizards. 
yeah, Wizards, but I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so brutal. Bradley Beal just like can't. I won't be bringing that up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we we pick on Bobby enough at being a Kings fan, but yeah. But no. but Bobby oh, is I proud though. He wear that he wear that on his sleeve. Yeah, that's team, true. Your team better than mine right now. I'm the Lakers. Fan. Your team better than mine, so I can't say nothing. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of teams better than Lakers right <laughs> well, now, which is crazy. I, but, but we definitely heard we hear the defeat in your voice though, Aaron. So, oh man, you know. Yeah, but when you, sorry, have to, when you have to think about Gilbert Arenas being like your like the last best, you know, like <laughs> yeah. John Wall, John Wall, don't sleep on John Wall. I love John Wall. Uh, to be fair, yeah. I love John Wall. Yeah. Marching like Gortat. They had a nice squad okay. there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You could have just like left it. Okay. I like Gortat. Nene was pretty good too. Like yeah. I, he yeah, had a little thing on him. Out of quarter. Out of quarter. Now you are reaching. Like that two K team was this. elite. That two K team was elite. I will. I agree with you. Sorry. I back or. Got off track. I asked that because I was I was going to ask you if you've been paying enough attention to like just kind of the what's going on with the Nets and like their offense defense. I'm sure you've heard that their defense has been struggling, but wanted to ask your opinion on do you think that a coaching change, no matter who comes in and coach coaches is going to be able to turn that team around to have them play better? And, you know, is that's the difference of bringing someone in and they're going to have a deeper playoff run or does that even matter? It's hard, right? Because, like, look at the, I guess, like, the Mavs two years ago. Like, they didn't play amazing defense, and then Kidd came in and similar team, right? And then they were number two in the second half of last year in defense, I think. And Duke is a, a nasty coach, like, really good, you mm-hmm. know. And it may take some time, but I, I don't I don't, I don't, don't think they have the personnel for defense. Like, it's just tough. Kyrie doesn't play any defense. They're small. Uh, they wanted – they want Ben Simmons to be like the small ball five, basically, like like Draymond. And I don't know if that's what he's particularly comfortable doing. You know, it's just tough. Speaking I of think, Ben Simmons I think they at were, the yeah. five, bro, I, did you guys watch the last game where they stuck him in there for a couple minutes at the five and he just looked lost? Yeah, they shouldn't no, use him like that at all. It I looked... mean, if your defense relies on KD primarily guarding Luka Doncic, you're not going to have a good defense at all. No. <laughs> yeah. They're relying the on Ben Simmons to actually be the defensive guy, the defensive he not there at all. He's, 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 not there, yeah. he's not there mentally, man. Now, on the on the article you read, if he's head coach, did he get a deal, or is he just head coach for the rest of this year? Like, did he get a two, three, four-year deal? Jock deal? Ball, anybody know? Yeah, yeah, good question. Uh, Vaughn's deal runs through the 23-24 season. So, so a two-year deal. Yeah. So they can literally get rid of him. And he's a lame duck coach next year. So they test him thinking. this year. They yeah, test yeah, him yeah. this year to see if he can rally the troops and all that. I um I agree with what Mars was saying at the beginning until he started going to the expectations or like the ceilings and all that. I don't have that for them. Um I think KD is gonna rebel. They're never gonna be good with uh Kyrie. We're talking about Petty here a second ago, so we really gotta bring up Joe Side now if we're talking about Petty. Cause he's another petty man. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like the dude. You don't want to rock with this dude. Just get him off your team. Trade they him. Can't. Get some assets. Do something. But don't don't do this petty stuff you're doing. And I just I don't think Katie has any trust in that front office at all. Bro, if Katie you notice, Katie, out. 
Yeah, he, if he, if you notice his He didn't want to go there in the first place, right? He wanted to go he to, didn't, to no, the Knicks, he didn't, right? No, he got talked to him by Kyrie. But then when, the, the, last year he wanted to go on the summer. But then remember when this all went down with Kyrie, when they interviewed KD, his first statement was, we should have left this in-house. Who's we? He's talking about the front office. Like, you didn't have to handle it the way you did. You should have dealt with this in-house. He's saying, Josiah, you should have went directly to Kyrie since you wanted to tweet about it. Go to Kyrie, let's handle it inside, and let's keep playing basketball. He has no trust in them. I don't see Brooklyn Nets even making the playoffs. I, mean, I think to me, at best, there'll be a play-in team that will lose in the play-in. That's like their ceiling, in my personal opinion. Elder, I'm glad that you brought up Joe Sy because you have to wonder, after everything that's gone on and how he has handled the situations, anything that's gone on with the Nets, it's like, now what player... Would and when I say what player, I'm talking about like a superstar or even like all star caliber guy is seeking to go to Brooklyn. You know, it's like you're gonna have to get traded there. It feels like at this point, if he's gonna remain there. Um, so tough scenes in Brooklyn. I wouldn't if I'm a superstar. I wouldn't want to be there. I would. Right. right. Speaking of superstars, <laughs> did you guys see the thumbnail of today's video? What is the thumbnail? Oh, it's only the greatest player in the NBA and maybe in NBA history, to be honest. Um, you know what's funny is somebody came on Player's Choice. Uh, this was, I want to say, a month ago. And I responded with a knee-jerk reaction. And I feel like I might want to walk that back. He said, Luka Doncic, when all is said and done, could be viewed as the greatest player player of all time he could be in that goat conversation right and i immediately i was like no chance like i love luka Doncic. obviously i have a dallas mavericks bias and a luka bias uh but i immediately was like no chance and now <laughs> i know the season just started but god damn bro if he is if he's able to maintain this kind of level of play for the rest of his career i mean yes he could be in that you know top 10 conversation I, for sure top 10 for sure i don't think he'll ever be better than lebron or uh michael jordan mainly because of defense even though with the great offense they provide they also pro provide a lot of defense as well i don't think he'll ever be he'll ever be on that level that's the only reason why he'll never be the goat that's fair but if jason him for the duration of his career and hides him <laughs> dub are those the only two that he can't reach because of defense like I, mean, I, got, your, I got Kobe three, so I don't know. I might. I'm, I'm I don't think. Much. Yeah, I got He'll Kobe three too. Kobe. He'll, He'll never, never reach Kobe. Kobe. And here's the thing: I know this is a controversial topic, having Kobe at three. And so, wherever other people that don't agree with that ranking, wherever they have Kobe, if I think there's a consensus that you know Luca will not be able to reach Kobe, so you have to place him behind that. Mm, why, you why guys are saying experience? never. I would. I say think. Never I say think never. it could because mostly, you could go, mostly because of what Dub said. I think you could bend, you could bend the narrative though. You could bend the narrative with Luka Doncic being the great scorer in which he is. Cool. He, he provides a tremendous amount of playmaking as well, better than uh, Kobe Bryant. So is he could, a better scorer than Kobe though? No, he's not. I don't know. Me personally, bro. no. Me personally, no. But I mean, he's he's a great scorer though. Like I, he's shit. Bro, I don't know. I feel like there is an argument because he is able to do whatever he wants from wherever he wants. Not to say that Kobe wasn't able to do that, but like he can't, he can't just do whatever to write he wants it off. Free throw line. Just to okay, you just got him scoring in the free throw line. You're okay. That's scoring, bro. He's a that's part of it. He's a imagine oh, listen, man. You would be going that. off if he was a better free throw shooter. 
Look how many more points oh, you would I, average. I wouldn't even and you would, you would be like, oh, yeah. Huh? You don't give a that shit about that. That doesn't go into my scoring bag when I'm looking at players like, oh, well, look at his pretty, well, look it at should. Steve Nash. He it was should. 90% from the line. So it should. Amazing it no one was, no was saying this about James Harden when he was going crazy. No one was what? saying James Harden could be top 10, top 15. No, no one was saying any of this. James Harden, because, bro, uh, he's not. Luke is better same. than Harden. Luke they is better than same. Harden, bro. He's better yeah, than Harden. The same. He's better white, than Harden due to Harden for sure. No, they're the exact same person. No. They, they, they are. They are very young. similar. They are very no, similar. They're, sim- they're similar but different. The thing that the, the, the difference Russ? is Luca doesn't fall off in the playoffs. That's the difference. But they play Nobody the same. said it about Russ and IQ. He was putting up triple doubles. Luca's a smarter basketball player than James Harden. Why? That's a fact. I'm not because Luca. Because Luca. There's times where Luca, in my opinion, I see him more composed than a James Harden. While James Harden, if we're talking about the Houston Rockets, he was always on go. Wasn't really slowing the game down at times. I think Luca is more composed in that aspect, which is why he's so successful. So yes, they're y'all similar. See Luka can't winning, make them. That's not. Huh? Y'all see Luca winning five, six championships? Well, not nah, the three point shot uh, I could give you. That's a that's a dumb way to. I don't know why he does that shot. I be watching him sometimes. Like Luca, like chill the fuck out. But other than that, I mean, all other aspects of his game, I think he's just a smarter basketball player than James Harden. I would like to th- to answer your question, Elder. Is mm-hmm. I would like to think that he would be capable of getting two rings, at least two rings. It's obviously predicting the future and like where he goes or what surrounds him in the future is hard to say. Like, who knows? It could be a Golden State Warriors situation where he's there for eight years and then all of a sudden he just has the greatest supporting cast around him for the next five, six years and just starts rattling some rings off. So who really knows? But we're not when I actually sit down and look at just him as a basketball player, it's hard not to believe that in the future you can start looking and comparing like, Oh wow, this guy was really great for a, a long time, like stayed great at the top of the NBA for however long he plays, if he does. Right. And then you can start looking at all the guys who have done that Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, you know, all the greats. And then that's why I'm saying maybe there is a conversation. Like I said, the knee-jerk reaction was no way. There's no way that could even be a conversation. But I'm semi-walking it back in that. I think you could potentially have a conversation when all is said and done. I won't completely jump off the cliff and say he's going to be the greatest of all time, even Top though that five. would be elite. I wouldn't um, walk it back at all. I don't think he has gonna, a chance of being here. Yeah, I don't think he has a chance either. But top five, I think he has a definite chance of being the top five player ever. I don't. Who is he going to replace in the top five? Who? Who's going you out? Tim, you have Tim Duncan. Hey, you're, 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 Tim you're Duncan. Top five. Who's going out? Let, let me think. I got uh, who does it? MJ, LeBron, Kobe, Hakeem, Chris Shaq. Oh. No, no, no. Chris Paul. That's your top five. Hakeem <laughs> and Shaq. Oh yeah, that's my top five. Okay, Hakeem well, he may Shaq. be able to replace Hakeem, man. I can see yeah. that already. He may be able to re- replace Hakeem. He, he might be able to replace Shaq as well. He might be able to replace Shaq as well. My my okay. my issue my issue is you should have issues with a lot of dubstep. I got issues with your top no, five. Dub, dubstep five is nice. Dubstep I five. like my top no, five. I have issues I like, with your like top five, show. Elder. You got Jerry West as top ten player. Wait, hold on, Elder. Were no, you here? Did you hear when? Did you hear when Dub uh, said that Chris Paul was in his top ten? No, no, no. We adjusted that already. 
Hey, this is the shit I'll be talking about with you. Like, what's wrong with you? This is hey, bro, you you called me out today, so like now you're just gonna have to wear these for the rest of the show. You well, me me and Elder agree. Me and Elder agree with that. No, me and Elder agree with that though. Me and Elder agree that Chris Paul's top five, right? Point guard, point guard, point guard. Yeah, 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 yeah. We agree. Point guards, yeah. I would put him in my top. I had him five, six. It's kind of tied, but yes, I will agree with that. Not top, not top ten all time. Hell no. No, no. Magic's out of the top. He ain't top twenty-five. He ain't top. He ain't top forty all time. No. Chris Paul. Christopher. Yo, stop tapping right now, Alderman. Alderman, I I like Alderman. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I forgot. Emmanuel. About the new, the, this new age that this don't want to put stock on winning. That, that we over. Yo, but okay. So let me ask you this. this so like, let me ask you this. We don't play the game to win. Let me yeah, ask you this. Out there. Well, but but uh, Rufus, though, if if you put yeah. so much value on rings and winning and everything like that, right? And you say because of that you don't have Chris Paul top forty. Why do you have him top five point guards the, if, you, if the, you never won? You play. You play to win the game, right? And winning is the separator of the greats. You get to a certain level of just greatness. Then what's going to separate the greats? It has to be how much they were able to win. It has to be. Now, could there be variance in your winning in decades and all that? Sure, but you got to get there at least. You got to get there. He only you been do. there once. No, you got to get there and win it. I mean, you got to win it. You yeah. So no. So win. yeah. So so I answer the question though. I I, I asked you Is how Kevin is it possible McKellar for him to be top top forty at best, <laughs> or not even top forty when it comes to all time, but at the same time you have him top five point guards all time like i, okay. I don't understand like you shouldn't I'm even be top right now, 10 i think part of what hurts that for him i mean helps that for him is the new age guards that are called point guards i don't view them as point guards none of them so they're not in my top five like the steps and Dan, okay okay I guys it. like that they're not in my point guards list okay. because i don't view them as point guards they're so so let me hear your top five point guards then Oh, I did it last look. What did I say? I had Magic, of course, first. Um, Isaiah Thomas is in there. Um, I think st- – I can't remember the actual order, but I know I had Magic, Isaiah, CP3, Stockton. I think Jay Kidd was in there. I may be missing a person or two Oscar in there. Robertson. But that was, it was those guys. It was in that okay. mix. It's Allen Iverson and uh, – Allen Iverson no, and – No, He's, a he's not top 40? He's not – wait, is he's he top 40? Is he top 40? Is Carl Malone top 40? Yes. Why are yeah, they top 40 and Chris Paul's not? I just think Allen Iverson was a little bit better player, honestly. I do. Is Kevin McHale above all of those guys? Oh, boy. Kevin McHale is I'm actually – I'm going to tell you this. I'm ranking Kevin McHale over Chris Paul on my all-time list, yes. I Allen Iverson and Carl Malone, too? No, I'm not uh, – You would Carl have Malone. to. No, no, no. The Kevin McHale, I don't put him – even though he won chips, I'm not putting him all-time over Carl Malone. I didn't do that because Carl Malone achieved some other stuff on great levels. Uh, Chris Paul achieved other stuff as well on great levels. There's very few players that didn't win a chip that I'm going to put at high regards. Very few. And why come Chris? Why is it that Chris Paul is not? He's just a guy not on who's, that level. He's a guy who's a guy. He's a guy who's impacted his team greatly every single time. Every I, single time, they're one of the best. Uh, uh, any team he's been on, the probably one of the best teams in their franchise's history. But his flaw is getting to the chip. He just got there one time. His flaw is getting at hurt the, towards the end of his career. Them other guys were at the top, and they were competing for the chip for a long period of time. They had a nice stretch in there, and they were making multiple championships and just losing. That's why I have certain guys like Carmelo on all them that high. 
Even a guy like Barkley, I will put there because he's made it. And he led, and he did that. Chris Paul, he's got a playoff flaw. Let's just keep it real. His playoff flaw is getting hurt. He, do, he doesn't fall off in the playoffs. Him. He doesn't fall yeah. off in the playoffs. I think he does, and, and he don't get it The done. numbers don't now, support don't that. Wrong. The moments don't support he that. Lost. He don't fall off. No problem. It's, my, it's subjective. Off. It's my opinion. And the thing is, I when I got my point guards, I look at what I would consider pure point guards. Those guys, and I don't. when you're just a scorer first, I don't put you in the point guard category. I don't. Like a Steph Curry is not a point guard to me. Allen Iverson is not a point guard to me. These Allen guys Iverson's aren't never guard. been a point guard, though. Who? AI's always been a shooting guard. But no, go look in the Hall of Fame. What do they have him listed as? Do they really have him listed oh, as a yeah. shooting guard? He's listed as a point guard. No way. Uh, yeah. He's listed as a point guard. Steph Curry it, were going as a point guard. So did the Golden State Warriors just play without a point guard? So did the Golden State Warriors just did the Golden State Warriors just play without a point guard? I mean, they just put him in that position. But Draymond but is the they he's play more without a point guard than Steph, in my opinion. So they play team. with they play with no point guard. I just with, told you. The, yeah, you said he Draymond plays in that Green position. Draymond Green is more of a point guard on that team than Steph Curry is. So they play he's with the no power. So they play with no power forward. on that team. So they play with that's no power what a point forward. guard. See, from where I'm from, that's what a point guard is supposed to do. So they play with no power forwards. You can be power forward, Mars. I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You no, can play. Draymond power Green forward. is the power forward, but you said he <laughs> hey, plays that hey, point guard. So let's go with you, New Agers. You New Agers said we play positionless basketball, anyways, right? We don't have sure. no position. So, yeah, you're right. They don't play with any of those. Again, Wait, do you disagree? What, I'm, what, I'm, uh, what I'm saying to you is this. Just because a guy has a label doesn't make them that's what he is, in my opinion. Yeah. Steph Curry, when I watch Steph Curry, like if I just physically watch him, guess who he reminds me of? Guys like Rip Hamilton, guys like Reggie Miller, running around, coming off screens, all that. All those guys were two guards. When I grew up watching basketball, two guards did what Steph Curry does now. That's what they did. Ray Allen, all these guys, they're two guards. They're scoring guards. Who's the, who the, the first point Yo, guard? Also, because I confirmed it right now, Elder, you are correct in that he was inducted as a point guard. I know. Who, who's the who's the like original <laughs> label of a true point guard? I'm messing with you, this, bro. Man. I'm messing with you. You said what? Now I didn't hear your question. I'm sorry. Who was the first, like, who got the label of a true point guard? Who was like the first person to get that label? The first person? Bob <laughs> I have no idea, bro. I, I was sure that took place way back in the 30s or 40s. I'm sure. Because I, I <laughs> imagine per, in the 30s personally, 40s they were saying true point guard. The, the first person I heard get labeled as a true point, point guard right was John Stockton. That's the first person I heard get labeled as a That's true point guard. That's not true because Magic was that before Stockton. Magic Johnson. Oscar Robinson. I never heard Magic Johnson get called a true point guard because of how tall he was. Are you serious, bro? That's not. I never heard that. I heard playmaker, obviously, best pass or whatever. True point guard John Stockton was the first person I ever heard get called that. Magic Johnson is like the consensus best point guard of all time. I agree he's the best point guard. Well, I don't agree with that. But I agree that he's considered a point guard. But true point guard like Chris Paul, John Stockton, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd. John Stockton You're just young, I guess, and never heard it, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. I've never I didn't hear people Magic, say that because oh, of how tall he was. Magic mentioned in any, any other way besides being a pure point guard. That is fair. I, I agree. No, I agree. I've he never heard anybody call him anything. Guard, but but when I hear true point guard. But Mars, people, what but, I know, they but Mars, consider six okay. nine guys true point. Elder, Elder does make a good point in that the, the conversations that were being had then, like if you weren't part of those conversations, of course now on the internet, that's way older than or uh, younger than Magic Johnson. They're not going to be having that conversation on the internet. Those conversations were happening at you know having coffee, having a drink, whatever. So like, I could understand that that point. 
But like when you're having, magic, I'm, I'm, magic, just magic, I'm just saying, magic, I never heard magic, magic was a distributor. Yeah, and he was telling you why you haven't. He heard ran it. the offense. He, he he dictated the pace of the game. Those are things that point guards. When I when I grew up, that's what I was told point guards were supposed to do. These guys today that are point guards, they don't do that stuff. They ain't dictating the pace of the game. They're not distributing. They're not doing all that. Now they get assists because they have such a high usage rate. The ball's in their hand a lot. So when you bail out and okay, I can't get this layup, now I can just kick it to a big man for a dunk. Yes, yeah, an assist, but you're not a distributor. These guys aren't distributors. Jeremiah Green is the distributor on that team. He's the one that gets all these shooters the ball in their shooting pockets so they can score better. That's Draymond. He's more of a point guard to me on that team than Steph or Clay is. If we're point going guard. off of if we're going off of pure point guard, why isn't Chris Paul better than John Stockton? He's oh a better defender. Because John Stockton was John Stockton. We're not going did down more, this. bro. He did huh? more. He did more. He didn't do more. Stop lying, bro. He did more. He got to the finals twice. He got more assists. He got to the finals twice. We've had this conversation so many times. Tell me one thing that Chris Paul does better than John Stock. School. Everything. School. <laughs> okay, this is this is not Literally going to go everything. anywhere. Elder, I've scores, scores passes better, defends better, everything. Elder, hell yeah. Yeah, we're not doing. Elder, so many people have tried to bring Dub onto the John Stockton side. There's, you could literally, you you could literally try him. I did, I did. They lost a fucking game. They lost. They look. They were losing series because of John Stockton's inefficiency to score the ball. Sometimes, bro, they were losing series because of him. There's there's time, bro. I think Houston. I think there was a time. There was a time where Houston. There was a time when they faced Houston. They scored. I think a combined like 240 or 280 points. Fucking John Stockton only had 12. Bro, that wasn't his And they role, lost. Though. Again, you got to understand. We're talking about who's like, better. We're better. We're talking about who's better. We're talking about points. When in, a, when in an era where point guards were not required to score. That's what you had so, to do. So sorry. Chris Poole's a better scorer than John Stockton. Not only okay, were they okay, not required to score, Elder. He's a better scorer. I don't think he is, though, because Stockton could have scored more. That just wasn't what. But he did do This is the key. He doubles him in assists. Doubles him, triples no, him, probably no, no, in assists. No, no. And you what? think he's a better? No, Go look. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I can look at John Stockton averages ten point five, and Chris Paul's at like nine point five. Like, and really quick, because because Elder, you said that he was he played in an era where point guards weren't required to score. Not not only were they not required to score, you weren't going and getting a point guard because you're looking at their scoring ability. You're getting Facts. a point guard because you're looking for a facilitator, someone who could run yeah. the offense. You know, get the people open, control, time, the, pace control the pace of the game. Of the biggest team, then point guards matters. had to do back then. You need to control the pace of the game. Get these guys shots in their sweet spots. Set them up properly. Those you don't think Chris Paul could do that with Carl Malone? He did it with fucking James Harden. Did it with David? No, West. he didn't. He did, did it with David West. He didn't what? do it with James. Did it with DeAndre he, Jordan here's Jordan. the thing, bro. He did it and didn't win. He, he got hurt. John Stockton didn't win. John Stockton didn't win either. They he went to one more finals than them. Now got to a championship. John Stockton didn't. John Stockton didn't win. And John Stockton didn't make it to finals to the end of his career. What are we doing? Okay, okay, okay. No problem. Who had better teams? The teams that John Stockton was on, or the teams that Chris? John Stockton. John Stockton. You don't think the Jazz are better than the Pelicans and the Clippers? Case closed. Case closed. Case closed. I will say, Dub was on a team of someone better than him. Dub, if you'll open your doors uh, for me again, I will say I personally like Chris Paul better than Stockton. I will rank him over John Stockton. 
It's a bias. My doors are I have. still closed. My doors are closed. Okay, well, I'm knocking. At least I'm going to keep knocking. He's just better than John Stockton. I actually think I had them like five, six toss up. I think those were the two guys I had right there because neither one of them are gone. So I had them like five or six. And I said, you can put either one of them you want in there. Because I think I had Jay Kidd ranked fourth above both of them. Nice. Uh, Chris Paul is one of the greatest floor generals of our generation. He's who? Chris Paul. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like the way that he can control the game in in crunch time too. The way that he just you're when you get into the final five four minutes of a basketball game and Chris Paul's on the floor, he controls the rest of that game. The pace that that game's going to get played at, he does it so well. He, he's, just, he's he's a genius. Um, oh, be careful. What? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, oh yeah, he did say that he was on the balcony. I hope he's done. <laughs> <laughs> You're still with us, okay? The sun was baking my back. Oh boy, I had to quit. Yeah. Oh um, no! We're gonna. <laughs> oh no! Uh, before we move on, I wanted to prepare you, Aaron, because I didn't prepare you before this. Since this is your okay. first time on Players Choice, we have to get your top ten at the end of the show. So, okay. however All you right. want to prepare for that, if you want to maybe start writing some stuff down as we <laughs> continue on with the show, but I forgot to tell you that at the top, that's my bad. Um, I've done that to several guests now, and I need to probably put that on the dock of preface that you are going to be giving your top 10. Uh, football Breakdown sent a super chat. Zeke three-peated MJ. Zeke three-peated MJ and doesn't get the respect for it. I mean, his team is just bad, but that's what uh, happens. That's what happens when you act like an ex. I give Zeke the credit for it. I got him in the top. Yeah, five. there. Of, of I course, actually have him number two. Of course, there are people who do, and I'm sure there are people who don't. Um, and I apologize if I butcher your name. I think it's El Haji thirteen sent a super chat said Malone contributed about sixty percent of those assists. Give CP three a player like Malone. Ding ding ding. Yeah, assist said to super chat said is braun the only player you can put at multiple positions and he can be viewed as top five at that position i like this question magic that, that goes back to the criteria of positions is what does braun look like as a shooting guard like i don't i don't i don't get it well we're saying it now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah so maybe not a top five shooting guard we seen it now he playing shooting guard for the lakers now steph could be classified as a point guard and shooting guard so he's top five and two right there so <laughs> it's like uh, that's why i don't get the position conversation what does it mean to be a power forward it means you're supposed to be in the post and rebound the ball. We're in this era where. And then if you ask me if LeBron is top five as a post player and rebounder, no. So he wouldn't be a top five power forward. What's it mean to be a center? Uh, defend, Run rebound the ball. Rebound. Uh, yeah. No, he's not a top five center. To what's, it, what's, it, what's, it mean to be a, what's it? What's it mean to be a small forward? <laughs> he's top uh, five small forward. Or like a wing, a wing defender, secondary score to uh, the shooting guard. Okay, not so really a playmaker. He's a top five small forward. So what's not a, what's a, not what's a, what's a, what's a shoot? What's a shooting guard mean? Mainly scoring the ball, working Four. off ball, working Play off ball. He's not a top five shooting guard. Okay, so what's a point guard? Handling the rock, initiating the offense, being so he's, top, of the so he's top five in two positions. Point guard and small forward. Yeah, Steph is top two and two as well. Thanks for the super chat. MJ's top two in shooting guard <laughs> and small forward. Uh, let's talk about Russell Westbrook. Last six games. Oh. We got off of Luca before I think I brought this up, but he's leading the NBA 
in points per game right now at 36 points per game. That would be insane if he kept that up. What did what did Bradley Beal uh average? 35. Yeah. Bradley Beal. Yeah. It was like James 34, Harden. 34, 35, something the other year. Bradley Beal, didn't he win the scoring title? It's like 32. It was Two like years 32. Ago. Bradley Beal never won it. Yeah. Steph won it. Steph won it. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Well, I am a bozo. So uh Russell Westbrook. He was close. He, won it one year too, he was close. He was close. Yeah, yeah it was Steph an went insane crazy year. In April when it There's something Westbrook you can hang your hat on, Aaron. Bradley Beal, 35 a game. <laughs> Keep holding those L's, Jay. <laughs> Russell Westbrook in the last six games, he's been averaging 19.3 points per game, six, nearly seven assists per game, shooting 51% from the field in 48% from the three. Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, looking good for the Lakers. Uh, Mars, I don't remember if it was choice or the panel. <laughs> Players choice of the panel, but um, you had mentioned that I think it was actually last episode on Players Choice that you had mentioned that this really doesn't move the needle for the Lakers, unfortunately. However, I can appreciate that Russell Westbrook is playing at a level that it's he's kind of getting that bounce back, that bounce back season where we can stop trashing the man for his performance. Um, I like to see this out of Russ. I hope that he's able to continue playing at this level and, and coming off the bench and really embracing that role. Incredible to see. But uh, Elder Rufus, I don't know that we got your perspective on on Russell Westbrook, his production, and in, in taking that role, that six-man role. Um, it's fool's gold is what it is to me. Mm. And, again, he is playing better. But he played trash before. He played really bad before. I say his fool's gold because, yeah, he is scoring. He's doing it against some of the secondary players because he's coming off the bench. He can still do it against, you know, starters. But he still is an extremely high turnover machine. He still makes very bad decisions late in the game, second half, stuff like that. Um, the biggest thing is, is that it, that's equated to nothing. I mean, we're still two and four in those six games. You know, so it's not equating to the Lakers being a winning type of team. So if folks say, well, it ain't Russ's fault. I'm like, okay, fine. When LeBron scored 30 last year, what did y'all say? They didn't equate to winning. So it's 30 meant nothing. You know what I'm saying? So Fair. we got to keep the same energy for Russ, and we're going to keep that energy for LeBron like that. I think it's fool's gold, though. Darvin Ham's done a very good job of controlling Russell Westbrook with his bad decisions. If you notice, when Russ starts to get, crazy and going out of control and doing dumb plays too many turnovers or taking dumb shots he takes them right out of the game you see what i'm saying so he has to still be controlled by his coach which is a good job coaching i just think it's fool's gold i don't think it's a formula for the lakers to win i think the lakers to win got to get rid of him and get two or three quality players for that 47 million to have a chance that's what i think but russ it's that if i had to describe what he's doing now to me it's fool's gold you think it's really gonna be payoff for you in the end? At the end, you're gonna unwrap it and it's chocolate. It ain't real gold, shit. Aaron, what are you? What are your thoughts on <laughs> Russ right now? Uh, I mean, I get Russ is doing the same thing he did in in DC, right? I mean, like dominate, but he's on the he's playing on the bench, so he can still dominate the ball. Like, uh, Elder is actually uh, Elder. I agree with you about the uh, like playmaking. Where he doesn't actually play make that much, he just like dribbles a bunch, and then that's how he gets his ten assists. He just drops it off to somebody, you know, with like five seconds left in the shot clock. So it looks like he's getting assists, but you know, I mean, he's just not that productive. He's like never been the player that drives winning. At least I don't think so. Uh, since maybe 2016, 17. 
So and uh, and they're not winning either. It's just like he doesn't fit that well. They can't shoot threes. I don't know. Trade AD. Trade, trade Russ. Trade everybody. Like, trade them all. Rebuild. Can, can we stop talking about the Lakers, bro? <laughs> we say the same thing we say literally the same exact thing for <laughs> shut up we say the same thing for the last two weeks now it's oh, like yo like come on bro it's like come on man I'm tired of saying the hey, same thing over and over. Hey, opinions keep, might change keep, on the Lakers. I'm gonna keep it. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It's not gonna work. And then we just say it in a different tone the next week. Yeah. You never know. I gotta keep asking because you never know. Your opinions can change. It's opinion. They they suck, a they Russell Westbrook being the team's second best three-point shooter is not going to work. We can. How many? How there. many threes is he taking? A game. Like three a game. Something like that. Three. Three. I think three and a half. Something like that. Four. Better than ten. Four. He's taking four. Bingo. There you go. Mr. He's two been, guard. Chuck he's been, he's been their second best. He's been their second best shooter from free. And that's not gonna work. So the team's trash. His career average is four threes a game. So I mean he's shooting career average. Attempts. He's actually knocking it down. He's doing pretty good shooting the three. It percentage just... wise, he's above his career percentage. Yeah. Way above. So all right. Um let's talk about Giannis. <laughs> Of course, this doesn't matter, but since we're here, Giannis is currently leading the MVP and Defensive Player of the Year ladder. So let's get into some hypotheticals here. I think we've actually talked about this, and I I think, was it Ticket? Somebody brought up if he wins another MVP and Depoy. I feel like Ticket brought this up on the panel, that he's going to jump up to that stratosphere of... Like, I don't remember where it was. And I could be misquoting, so I apologize if I am. I feel like someone said this, but where would that put him if he were able to get MVP and Depoy this season? I feel like we talked about this. I'm 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 not the accolade guy, so maybe no one he gotta win the chip too, though. He gotta you mean just that without winning the chip? Yeah. Let's not let's not do that one though. Like, like th those things still matter, even if he doesn't win a chip, because he can win the chip that following year, like he did in twenty twenty and then twenty twenty one. I don't, you I know? don't. The, the question, because to me, because to me, that move him to is what is the question? Yeah, like on the all time conversation. Have, on the all time, then I don't, I don't know. I mean, is it just to be his what third MVP and second it'll, defensive player of the year? I mean, it'll definitely give him a boost. Yeah, I think it just is another example of his dominance, and you know, if you saying. You know, I would rather have him have those two accolades plus a championship in one year as opposed to having, you know, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back years of, you know, just one accolade after the other. Um, I don't know which uh, – that's a personal preference, I, I think. You know, which one speaks more to the dominance of this guy. But at the end of the day, if he's getting this done, he's getting this done. I do agree, though. I, he needs another chip, though. Um, and he's definitely getting a boost from it. If you know when it comes to the all-time conversation, obviously, he's not—he's not going to move up the list without a ring. That's just a fact. He's not going to be top ten without uh, a ring. So because they're going to be like, it was a pity ring. I mean, everybody so, was hurt. 
you you would move him up the list. Let's say he doesn't get MVP. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying move up the list. I'm saying it'll give him a boost. So if if Dub has the opinion of you know what he's not going to move up the up the up the list unless he wins a chip. Let's just take the chip out, right? He's not winning a chip or whatever. I feel like the conversation and the debate around you know who he's going to replace is going to be more tight than just saying yeah no he is set in this position and that's just what it is. So. I, I do think it's going to get closer, but I don't necessarily what? have to say that, you know, he's going to, like, move up in the list. What do you mean by that? Okay, Dub. <laughs> you wanted to get that out so bad? Dub is, Dub is confused because I, like, halfway agreed with him. So he don't, now he doesn't know what to do. I don't, you trying- asshole. You asshole. <laughs> You're an asshole. Oh <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, it is that time. It is that time to push your agendas. So whoever would like to push an agenda, uh, this is your time. Dub. I know you have like six agendas. Mine. This ain't gonna work. Hold on. Uh, I, don't yeah, I, that's a, I don't think that's a good agenda, Elder. <laughs> I have an agenda to push. Yes, please do. Fire Janie Bus. Mm. Wow! No. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now it's the no, no. I haven't seen the article, but I heard they're supposed to be boycotting or or, or picketing or, or marching outside the, the crypto Friday to try and get I, her out. I mean, Jamie's the problem. Are you flying out? <laughs> you flying no, out? Hell no. I don't even want to. I don't even want to touch the state of California. Honestly, yeah. so. That's one of the few states I haven't been in. But I, I say remove Jeannie. That's the, the agenda I want to push. Get her out of there. Sell it. Let what? them get their little money and let somebody that's going to run it that really understands basketball and wants to win because she doesn't. All she cares about is making money. Uh, Elder, yeah. can I ask you this? Like, seriously, you you when, you're, when you're in a position like Gene, right, mm-hmm. you have your star guy, you have arguably the gr- greatest basketball player of all time pushing to build this super team. I mean, you have to roll with what the what your best players is doing. You don't you in that position. You don't think that you're gonna do the exact same thing. Here's my thing. Did. You you say that right? Mm-hmm. You say that. Why stop there? So if you roll with the with the best players. I'm going with your narrative. You roll with what the best players said in getting Russell Westbrook to make the super team, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when the best player says, "Let's get rid of Russ and ain't working," why ain't you doing that? Because I don't think that anybody's willing to take Russell Westbrook. That's there why there's plenty of people that will take Russ. You just 47 mil, for 47 mil a year. I don't think a lot of people are willing to have Russell Westbrook on their team. Um, San Antonio, Utah, Indiana, all these teams have been in there. For Charlotte, what? All these teams have been around all summer saying they're willing to trade for him. Let's get it done. And they won't. He'll, do find, it. he'll find a home for sure. I don't yeah. think that's a problem. They won't do it. So, again, to me, they're not trying hard. They're making it clear. See, you got to understand how this thing works. They said before when they knew they couldn't get Kyrie. Oh, we're willing. They, Kyrie was on the table. Give us two picks. No, 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 no. Then when Kyrie was off the table, they took away the two picks, right? Then they said, Lakers said, we'll give it. I said, they're not going to do the deal. So now Kyrie looks like he could be back on the table. What did the Lakers do? Oh, we got major concerns. Then they come out and double down the next day. We're not going to do a deal giving up these picks. So they got their mindset that they're not giving up these picks that are five and seven years down the road. And there's a reason why she knows she's incompetent. And there's a very high chance because take the bubble out. What is Jeannie 
Buss's record. What is her resume as an owner? 2013 on, what man, does it look like? But listen, though, I I don't know I don't know if we had that same energy when her brother was running the show and everybody was like so happy that she was able to take the reins finally, her, and then oh, she got she how many championships? Then. And so how many championships has she gotten though? One, she just got a, one. just one in 2020. Yeah, how, how long it. has she been? How long has she been? 2013, at the right? 2013. But to be but, fair, there's, there's been nobody the there. Totality. You have to look at totality. I think we've only been to the playoffs twice. The year we won the bubble and the year after. Mm-hmm. And we got eliminated first round. We haven't even been to playoffs any of those other years. We've been the laughing stock of the league with her. If you t- And again, she don't get credit for that. Everybody gives Clutch credit for that. Everybody knows Clutch is running the Lakers. Look at their roster. Seven or eight of their players are with Clutch. Their coaches with Clutch. What's going to happen? So, clutch- so okay, so here's the thing. Then if you're saying credit goes to Clutch, blame should go to Clutch too then. So why are you on Jeannie Buss? My thing is this. All those she, players are signs of Clutch. She's been yeah. horrible as an owner, and they all know it. That's what I'm saying. She I think I, I think I know what you're saying, Elder, and yeah. I, I actually I could agree with it in a sense because what you're saying is, apart from LeBron and Clutch taking over, she hasn't done no- shit. So I, I like that way of thinking. I understand that way of thinking. But as long as you're not – because me personally, the most of the blame, in my opinion, that should be going on what's going, what's happening now, it should be going to LeBron James and his crew and his unit, in my opinion. I think so. But if you're going I'm the a, route of she hasn't done anything before LeBron James, I could get behind that 100%. And this really is the thing. Hey, Mars, this is the thing. Nobody believes she's going to do anything after him. This is why those two picks, which are five and seven years down the road, have become the most valuable picks in the NBA right now. Why do those picks have so – do you tell me if someone goes to Golden State right now and say, I want your 2027 pick, you think Golden State gives a flip about that pick? You think Golden State thinks that pick could be a lottery pick? No, they don't. They think that's going to be a late first-round pick. We're going to be good. We got all these young guys. Again, it's the mindset. She don't have a winner's mindset. All she care about is the business side of it and making money. This is why LeBron got re-signed. She wants to keep the money coming in. How do money come in outside of the Lakers? Because the Lakers, see, her Laker money, that stuff has to get split between all the family members. So she's got to find, and that's all they got. They don't have, you know, other businesses. that They just got the Lakers. So they're not rich like the rest of the owners are. They're in the bottom five. So then they want these other avenues like, Breaking Kareem's record. You know how much that documentary movie, all that stuff's gonna make yeah. them? Then the if you can, get, be if you can get LeBron's son now, I don't know that ain't guaranteed, but say you get the that right there with the Lakers jersey on that man, that's gonna make them tons of money, residual money. And I don't have a problem with her being a great money person. I don't. I, I think she should stay in that role. She shouldn't be the governor making basketball decisions. That's where the problem comes in. And then they put these puppets like Palenka up there. I told her about he can he getting another job because he's getting an extension. I knew he was. Why? I was about he to say though. I was about to say though. Isn't the basketball decisions typically made by Palinka? I'm glad you use the word typically. Typically, in a typical situation, the GM does not here. He's just a face. Lavar Ball even. even how do, how do we know that though, bro? I can tell it by the decisions that are being made. I can. And LeVar Ball exposed that. When he got there, he realized, I talked with Magic for a day, I realized he's just a figurehead. He can't make no decisions. So if Magic Johnson can't make it, you think Rob Lincoln finna get the rights to make him? Mm-hmm. He ain't. He's just a figurehead that's taking all the heat for it. 
And -hmm. that's why they'll pay him. He is not. They still have their brain trust. And when that brain trust does not agree, nobody makes a move. My thing is, why do I need eight people to make a decision? I have one person I'm paying to do that. If it goes bad, we can all look at him. If it goes good, we can all look at him or her or whatever who's in that position. The Lakers don't have that. And that's the problem. And she got a lot of people that basketball has escaped them. The Rambuses, the basketball has escaped them. It has. Magic. I'm being real. Magic, my favorite player of all time. Best point guard I ever played. He's a fan first. And that's a problem. Magic yeah, yeah. speaks and talks like a fan about the Lakers more than he does a, 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 a GM. He, these are the wrong people to be going to for your counsel. Phil Jackson, trade LeBron? Come on. Really, Phil? Really? Yeah, but we knew Phil wasn't wasn't anything, with what he did Again, with. No, no, no. But, I mean, he wasn't good in a GM role anyway when, from what we know about the, the Knicks. These are the majority of the people that get to make the decisions for the Lakers, and you wonder why they're a shit show. You wonder why. Jerry West has tried to come back to Lakers so many times. Now, I don't know what happened between him and Dr. Bucks, but he's tried to come back so many times. And it's getting worse and worse and worse on that end. Even at his old age, he's still showing, I'm a basketball mind. I'm a basketball genius. I'm a basketball savant. I'm going to make great decisions. The Lakers don't have that. And they're going to be pitiful. And all the GMs know. So that's why they like, don't deal with the Lakers unless you get them picks. That's the only thing of value they got. So I don't matter what you're giving back. Get those picks. Because you're probably going to end up getting two number one picks. Because <laughs> like, it's going to be shit. They're going to be a shit show. Well, yeah. I wanted to bring this Fire up when, when you brought up the uh, Westbrook my... contract. His contract exp- expires at the end of this year, right? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Another bad decision. Y'all know huh? why that's bad? Do you know why that's bad? Why? You, you're over the cap, right? So Westbrook is $47 million. Why not trade him and get 47 million of assets instead of letting him fall off and now you only have 25 million to spend? I so really don't I really don't think a lot of teams are willing to take Russell Westbrook. Now, I think there's a bad narrative around the league that he doesn't provide winning basketball. If you get, go to the San Antonio Spurs, there'll be a playoff team, but that's kind of that's kind of bad for bro. them because they're not trying they were they're, they should invest in a Victor Webanyama. So why would they do that? I mean, that's always been a narrative around Russ, though. He's never won. They're never – no, no. These teams that want Russ's contract, they don't want him to play. They want him to get the cap space. They want that space is all they want. None of these teams want him to be on the team. They're all going to release him. I mean, they're all going to buy him out. But it still has value in the expiring contract for them because they are tanking. They're not trying to win. So you want that. If you're under the cap, forty Russell Westbrook – represents $47 million of room for you. When you're over the cap, he doesn't because you have to assimilate a team still. This is why the Lakers are only going to have 25 to $30 million, depending on who they the rights they keep once Russ is let go. So you got $25 million and and a first-round pick this year, which is probably going to be the Pelicans pick because they're going to swap because we're going to be worse than them. And then you got two picks that you can trade five, four and six years down the road. Who are you bringing in for that? All the good players for, the, for all the players that were supposed to be good free agents coming up, they're already re-signing with their teams. They're all gone. Who are you gonna get for twenty five million? I don't know. There's a lot of free agents coming out next season. What I'm saying, There's no, it ain't. Go look at the list. They all re-signing with I their teams. It's really, really not. Here's the I'm thing, saying. though. Why not trade them now? Do what a good team would do. Look at what Golden State did. KD was a mess when he left. Was it not a mess? But they kept it cordial and said, "Look, bro, he's giving the advantage of." 
of doing a signing trade. Brooklyn loved it because, oh, now I can just get rid of a guy I don't want him, D'Angelo Russell. When the D'Lo movement, everybody like, why the hell we want D'Lo? We got Steph, we got him. Doesn't matter. You turn D'Lo into Kaminga and you turn him into Wiggins. You got to make these kind of moves so that you can make moves. They're literally killing themselves when it comes to the flexibility they're going to have. This is basic basketball. Get these players so that you have flexibility to keep that kind of leverage when you're moving around. But the Lakers don't want to do that because they feel like they got to give up both those picks. I guarantee you right now there's deals out there that the Lakers can make right now and give up one of those picks. They just don't want to do it. Because uh, their mind is set on it. We don't, they mind is set that if we don't get this super, because they're always chasing names, if we don't get this superstar player that can come in and turn our season around. Now, let me ask y'all this. This is, I'm going to show y'all the real mindset of the Lakers. Why is it that what team feels like a first-round pick is going to lead them to a championship? Who feels that way? If, oh, you're, picking, oh, if you're picking first, second in the lottery, you like those guys. You want them to be your franchise players, right? But you don't think they're going to make you win when you get them. If it's not about – Hold on. If you're picking in the ladder rounds, mm -hmm. you don't think those guys are going to be the players when I pick him at 23rd, he's going to be the one to get me over the top and make me win a championship next year. So why is it that when we got to trade these first-round picks, it has to be for a guy that makes us compete for a championship? Because your mentality looks at those picks as lottery picks. That's why. When you should be looking at those picks as those are late first-round picks because we're a great team. We're going to be a good team, and I'm going to assemble a good team, so those picks ain't going to be worth nothing no way. That's the difference in mentality. That's why I have a problem with Jeannie Buss. That's why I'm pushing the narrative. What was the thing we called this? You know, pushing whatever. Agenda. Agenda. Get our ass out of there. Get <laughs> you want to know. You want to know. You want to know who's in free agency next year? Bro, there's yes, a lot of people. Yes, there is a Chris, lot of Chris, people. I just looked at the list. Chris Middleton, James Harden, James Harden Kyrie oh, Irving. Hold on, go slow. Go slow. Chris Middleton going to resign. Go ahead. James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Going to resign. Well, we don't know. He, we well, I don't know. I don't know about Philly, but uh, Chris Porzingis, hey, he Kevin Love, I promise you, he D'Angelo Russell, nope. uh, Al, Horf Al Horford, nope. Vucevic, nope. Draymond Green, nope. Fred Van Vliet, nope. Harrison nope. Barnes. Wait, Draymond, Draymond Green's probably going to move? You don't think he's going to move? Here's my thing. Which one of those guys going to make a difference for the Lakers and take 25 million? Because that's all they're going to have. This is what I'm, you got you to gotta put context to it. They're open, and they may not. Most of these, Fred Van Fleet going to resign. Watch. But he, uh, only guy even is if they don't, Even if they don't have them, there's still a plethora of guys. Karis LeVert, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Miles Turner, Gary Trent Jr., saying, Malik Beasley, Will Barton, Christian Wood, uh, Brooke Lopez, Patrick Beverly. Oh, no, they had Patrick Beverly's on the team. Which uh, one Kelly Oubre, Dylan Brooks. Which one, of those, which one of those guys you're naming? It's a plethora. Yes, it's always every year. Your contract up, you got a lot. You got Seth Curry. Guys, 100 guys. Which one of those guys can come in at that $25 million slot and change the Lakers? I think they could get a good amount of role players to to be more beneficial to LeBron and Anthony Davis's game. Get some million. shooting. Yeah, what, yeah. I mean, you're no, not no, going to no. have to pay. I'm, I'm trying to make it. We, we're doing hypotheticals. I'm trying mm -hmm. to put true context. So you just read a list of great guys. Give mm -hmm. me the names of those guys you see coming in taking $25 million or getting two of them guys for that $25 million you have. That's all you got. Who are those guys? You could get a you could get uh let me see you got a Dylan Brooks around here you have a Seth Curry that doesn't get paid as much who provides spacing 
Uh, you could get a big man. You could get uh, uh, Miles Turner for cheaper because he's not really that much uh, no, uh, expensive Miles anymore. Turner, Miles Turner people already said we want twenty million dollars. They've already said. I, I don't That's think I don't think want. a lot. I don't think a lot of people is going to give him twenty million. Yeah, but depending uh, on how they, 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 they only have, have free guarantee the contracts now, for next season. The way he's playing right now, he's gonna get twenty mil. Watch, he's gonna get it. He's being featured. He's been telling everybody the problem is you don't feature him. When the Pacers feature him, he's putting up 25, 30. What do you have the other day? 37 and 12? Didn't he have mm -hmm. 37 and 12 the other game? Mm -hmm. Somebody going to give him that bag. I'm telling you, bro, I done looked through this. There's not a guy that can come, come in and change the fortune of the Lakers because he'll be replacing whatever Russ did because Russ is going to be gone. Now, you'll have those picks. But what value are those? You don't. You don't think that. You, you don't think LeBron James, in the way that he's able to move free agency, he's gonna be willing to be like, "Yo, guys, take some less money here and let's do this together. Let's win a chip." That's what LeBron James does. We all know this. We all know nope. this. Okay. We all know I, this, man. Okay. I don't see on that list of guys you named that's gonna come there. Even if you can get two of those guys, I don't see them moving the needle. And then here's the thing: like, say you use an Ubre or a guy like that. I would say to Lakers, why wouldn't you trade for those guys instead? Instead of signing them as free agents, why wouldn't you make a move to trade so you have their bird rights? And then you have the right, if they play well for you, to extend them past the uh, tax line. See, if you bring in a free agent, I can't go over the tax line for you. But if I trade for you and I like what you're doing, then I resign you and I can resign you over the tax line. If I don't, you don't expire contract, let him walk. It's business. It's simple. Bringing in these free agents, it, it, it's nothing. And it's, I'm telling you, the, and, and the league knows it. This is uh, why they said, no, but we're we'll, dealing with you. We'll, give agree, me we'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. All right. Anyone else pushing any agendas today? D-Mitch MVP. You've been pushing that Who one. for MVP? Who? Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, I heard that earlier. Somebody said that, I think, yesterday. My Cleveland Cavaliers yeah, take is looking ooey. He don't play enough defense. <laughs> he plays good. He's, hey, he play. he's, he's been giving a lot of uh, effort better. on defense. I got to give yeah. him credit. He is doing better this year. He is. Hey, he shot jacked him out that game the other day against the Clippers, though. Yeah, I, I seen it. I seen it. He shot jacked him out that He did. He, he did. Just, I think he's just in a mode where he gives them that's, games. That's, that's what, what you want to do. That's what you want your stars to do, though. That's what you want your stars to do. Uh, he's he's in an amazing dog. system for him. I, huh? I like the for I'm scared of Cleveland. I like. I'm scared of Cleveland. I like what they got. I do. Yeah, I'm not scared of them, but I'm not, I'm not supporting that agenda. Little... I'm sorry, I'm not supporting that agenda. Uh, all right, let's get to these super chats. <laughs> <laughs> I want an agenda I can support. And put my money behind. Come on. <laughs> Big Meech said, "KD for Braun and add Dwight to the Nets all around." Uh, a hundred. Can't be traded. Um. Speaking of Dwight, you guys saw that he's going to play in uh, Taiwan, I believe. Another yeah. petty guy. Man, guy. <laughs> is I feel like that is sad. That like this is where he might end his career. I feel no. like this is a guy who no. should definitely end his career in the NBA. No, he's getting I'm his money. He's getting his money. I'm tired of Dwight. Uh, he's and he's coming back. You think he's coming back? Yeah, he can come back. I'm tired of Dwight. <laughs> Um, Alejandro Rodriguez, who would you add to the top 10 with only one ring? Oh, nobody. I'm not. You got one ring, you can't be in my top 10. Got to have multiple, huh? All of my top 10 got multiple rings. All right. All right, Aaron, how's that list coming along? I'm done. I'm ready. All right, let's get it. Let's hear it. Uh, uh, all right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Start, start with one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yo, MJ. 
MJ for sure. LeBron two, Kareem three. I flip flop on this, but I'm gonna go Duncan four, Shaq five. Uh, yeah, Shaq five, Kobe six, Magic seven, Bird eight, Steph nine, and then for ten, like I don't know. I didn't really watch like I haven't seen much of Will or like Russell, Russell or Oscar, but I would put like probably probably Will at ten. Word, yeah. I love the honesty. Yeah, you're I'm just you, you know me? like it's hard to go back and I mean not hard, but you know like. It's time consuming. It's, it's hard lot, to it's go watch it because it's uh, it's hard <laughs> to watch those guys. It's disgusting basketball. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you 100. <laughs> percent Euro, Euro, what do you have any agendas that you're willing to push today? Yeah, stop getting on my nerves. <laughs> That's not an agenda about basketball, man. Wait, that's that- what I got. I feel like that's the first terrible, time that a guest has given their top ten and nobody has any gripes about it. I mean, I was going to ask about the Steph Curry thing because I feel like I feel like before this chip and this Finals MVP, nobody had him in the top ten. Where everybody, you know, was like, "Yeah, you know what? He may be fringe top ten, but he's not top ten. And so now that he's gotten those accomplishments done and under his belt, everybody started to accept that. The, okay, let's just have the conversation about him being in the top ten. So to me, that just means that is he in the ten spot? Yes or no? You have him ninth, though. What, yeah, that's just what, like how did where did you have him before the chip and the finals MVP, the most recent? Uh, chip? Honestly, I probably had him high. I, I still probably he just drives winning. You know, like they fucking win. Like yeah. he he wins all the time. Like he even in those. I mean, even with like in the with KD on the team. I know like plus minus isn't like a great stat, but always it was him was leading the team in plus minus even when KD was sitting. When like when um, when Draymond was sitting like even and when Dr- when KD was on the floor they they were like, even or even negative so like I just think Steph drives winning I had him I had him pretty high anyway like I mean I don't know who's in like oh, the the problem is like the what the next ten or a lot of people I feel like in the next ten like don't have any rings anyway like I mean maybe Barkley or Malone or like there are people in that next Hakeem. ten that don't have rings. Yeah, yeah, Hakeem. Hakeem got two. Yeah, Hakeem's the one. And a, who, and a lot of people have him top five because he's a god. Because yeah, he scores. Yeah, he's. I mean, scoring. And he defends. Let's not yeah, yeah, forget yeah. that. No, I mean scoring. Like yeah, yeah. On the elites of the elites. The yeah. Elite. yeah, I guess I, I, have I mean, top five, so. I, I'm not. I wouldn't be unhappy putting putting him in in there and putting and dropping step down to ten. Yeah. Hey. Oh no 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 man! It's nasty that no one ever puts Dirk at number ten. Yo, you know what? You know what pisses me I think, off? I think Giannis is better than Dirk already. All right, all right, Aaron. Hey, thanks for showing. Thanks for coming. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I love Dirk. I I was so happy that Dirk won in twenty eleven. I love. Yo, him. yo, yo, yo! Hold up, hold up! I gotta get this off because this is a perfect representation of what. Like the damn video. This is a perfect representation of what. Winning bias and ring bias. Dirk Nowitzki is a perfect example. If he did not win that ring in 2011, you know what way they would be talking about Dirk Nowitzki? The same way they talk about Kevin fucking Durant. He don't do shit but score the fucking ball. If we're going to be real with ourselves. We're going to be 100% real with ourselves. That 2011 ring pulling on a status that everyone saw overrating this dude, bro. If we're going to be 100% honest. Which is why I think winning bias is wrong. You should think of Dirk Nowitzki in the same manner in which you thought before and after that ring. I don't know why people switch up like that. It's the stupidest thing ever. It really is. 
I would never go that route to try to disrespect Dirk like that. But I know a lot of people, a lot of people use that 2011 ring in order to validate Dirk Nowitzki's career. My take Where is that his, my take is Dirk Nowitzki was already validating his career. He didn't need that ring to revalidate re his fucking uh, uh, career. Would I have Dirk? Mm -hmm. uh, power forwards. I got Tim. You got all KG, time, all time. Giannis, Carl Malone. I think I might have Dirk right there at five. Okay. With or without the ring. And Carl then all Malone, time? Though. I haven't made a list that far down. Damn. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. He <laughs> might be top 30 or top 35. He might be. But... Is he behind Allen Iverson? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, no chance. Nah, 100%. I just have to see where you were with that. So, yeah. But you love AI, right? Yeah, I think AI is one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen in our life. I think I Dirk's one of the greatest basketball players we've ever seen in our life. Yeah, the goat. Allen Iverson's better. I'm sorry, Dirk's great. He's a generational guy. He's one of the first stretch bigs to really like influence the game. But yeah, I was just better, bro. Sorry, but the reason that take that the L, ring... loser, L <laughs> loser. Take that, loser. Oh, we've talked about this before. The reason that that ring carries so much weight is look at everything that went into that. That Dirk played for, what, 19, 20 years on the Mavs, never really had the a team where you're looking at the Mavericks and you're like, this is really a solid contending team. And then they go on that playoff run in 2011, and they beat LeBron James in the Heatles to win his first ring after yeah. everything that he's gone through. I mean, the story, the storyline alone story is, is, great. is incredible. Nick that Foles, ring carries Nick Foles, so much Nick Foles had a that. Nick Foles had a tremendous story in 2017. We don't overrate him and his career and who he is. It just, it is what it is, bro. But, Let me ask you this. Cause I seen somebody chat and I wish elder was here. So I could ask him this here. But yeah, I guess he's having he technical difficult. No, he's having technical difficulty. Lucky, trying to pop lucky, lucky, whichever name you fucking go by. You don't have any, uh, uh, you don't have any fucking vowels in there. He said, what is the point in being a great player? If you don't win in most players eyes, that is the goal. If you achieve that goal, it means something. Let me ask everybody on the panel, this and everybody who's watching this, do we all agree that's extremely difficult to win a championship. And it's something that boils down to your health, to your coaching, and something that could boil down to the role players in which surround your team. It's more than just the stars on your team. Do we all agree on that? Of course. Yes. So if we all agree on that, why are we going to overrate or penalize guys for not winning if we all understand and acknowledge that it is a team sport and extremely difficult to win an NBA title, something that boils down to a lot of things that are outside of the main player's control, such as you health, with such as coaching. With who? With KD. What do you mean? you saying he ain't done shit unless it was with Curry. Yeah, I hate the – no, 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 no. I say that with Steph Curry. I say that with yeah, Steph Curry. Uh, he says that about Steph. With yeah, I don't like group. Steph Curry. Oh, okay, okay. But that's a personal well, yeah, bias. But, but, but he's, that's he's a, a, a hater. He's a hater. I, 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 that's a personal bias, though, Euro. Like, I don't really hold that against him all, all time. I just bring that up just because I don't like the fuck. Okay, guy. well, people just express loser. their personal bias then. Loser. So You're losing. So people then. just have a bias for everyone. I can, I can at least acknowledge my personal bias. At least I do it. I don't sit least, here and well, try. Who's to, say, who's to say that they don't acknowledge theirs? Who? Whoever you're talking about, whoever you're addressing right now. 
I'm just addressing the guys that using winning biases in order to negate, to validate people or devaluate people, I think it's just a wrong thing to do. I think it's a terrible thing to do. I think you shouldn't even do that. If you're going to do it, do it because you hate a guy and you just want to discredit him. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. At least openly admit that you're a hater. I hate Steph Curry. So if you hear my take about <laughs> Steph Curry, everybody knows. Everybody knows where it's coming from. So it's like, fuck it. It is what it is. But when I rank him all time, I really don't hold that against him. I can't. How can I? I don't give a fuck. I, I, hate I also think the Mavericks had many chances to win titles before 2011. So I think they had a very good team throughout the 2000s. They just never won. Like 2003, if Dirk doesn't get hurt, they some people would say. They I would say team first. wise, they were always pretty decent. They were never like a bottom of the barrel team. But I never was going into a season like, oh man, this is our. I mean, every year I'd say this is our year because I'm a Mavericks fan. But like, there was never really that confidence level when you're stacking them up against the competition and trying to be realistic about it. Of can these guys really make it to the finals and win that thing? Yeah, they probably weren't prohibitive favorites, but they were definitely like from like from like 2003 onwards. I'd say damn near every year they were like contenders up until like 08 maybe and then 08 to like 2010 was a bit rough so but you were looking at happened. when kobe was in the league you're looking at years where you thought that the mavs could beat the lakers i mean two well you were 2003 the spurs beat the lakers and then the mavericks spurs were significantly better yeah. than the mavs um no that spurs team definitely wasn't prohibitively better than the mavs a because it was duncan pretty much on his own and b because the Mavericks were playing very well until Dirk got hurt and then he missed the rest of the series and they lost in six. They definitely could have gone to the finals. And if I think they can beat the New Jersey Nets, yes, I think they could have beat the New Jersey Nets. So in 03, I think they could have won. Then you got 04, they lost, I think, to the Kings. Sure, they, they couldn't have won, sure. 2005, they lost to um, Nash's Suns. Nash's Suns were a very good team, another championship contender. It wasn't a blowout series, so I'm also going to say they were contenders that year. 06, they lost to the Miami Heat in the finals. I think everyone believed that the Mavericks were a better team. They lost. So once again, championship contenders. 2007, they were the one seed and lost to the Golden State Warriors. Once again, they were contenders. They could have won. And then after that, they kind of like fell off a little bit. But that's when Dirk, in my opinion, elevated his game. I think 08 to 2011 is Dirk's peak. The team just wasn't that great. And then they won in 2011, and all of a sudden, everyone just forgot about how Dirk was a playoff choker and all of a sudden he's a playoff overperformer. He's a legendary playoff player when the whole narrative was he was a choker, but he wins one ring and now all of a sudden he's this new guy. It's, it's just weird. It's nasty out of you, Mars. And to address nah, I mean, I'm just saying the Mavericks had plenty of chances to win titles. They didn't win. I'm not saying it's Dirk's fault because I still think Dirk is one of the best players ever. It's just, I think it's weird that 2011 wasn't the only shot he had. He was considered a choker. He wins one ring and now everyone holds him as a playoff performer it's like and that's you know, all we're arguing series change we're, we're not arguing it's right to do so what we're arguing is the change of the narrative so drastically just because of one situation it's just because of one instant and i don't agree with that way of thinking i think it's a terrible way to think and to address matthew sosa yeah if i'm when i'm talking to him and when i'm in my steph curry bag don't fucking listen to me sometimes. <laughs> I'm so serious. I was with you. I was with you on open gym, just hating Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, yo, Mars, yo, Mars, you was spitting, bro. And coming from a Warriors fan, like, Rockets well, I'm a Heat fan. You, you, Rockets. you was a, oh, you a Rocket fan now. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro, I'm just glad you exposed the truth about your own team, bro. I really like. Thank you for that. Oh my God, Destin, Destin Thorne said Dirk needed the ring because he used to be a playoffs choker. The ring showed he could produce when it matters the most. 
Giovanni BN. What's up, y'all? Who has the best highlights? I got PG. Kobe. Wait, currently, currently, or like this year? Bro, oh. I mean, depend, oh, depend like what, what kind of highlights do you like? Because like I'm looking at Vince Carter. I agree. Kobe, no, no, but he said Alan PG. Iverson. So I'm, I'm guessing that insinuates maybe, that. Maybe he just thinks He PG said, I got PG. I thought he meant Paul George. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best highlights. Yeah. I, I was going all time. I said Kobe. If we're going currently, Kyrie. Okay, well, then I'll go. It's a three-way tie. Sean Kemp, Dominic Wilkins, Vince Carter. Nice. Okay, so let's do, let's do this then. Let's do current players that are currently in the NBA, and then let's do all-time then. Go ahead, Mars. You said Kobe. Kyrie, currently Kobe, all-time. Dub? I got Luka right now. I love watching his fucking highlights, especially his passing highlights. All-time? Shit. All time, you gotta go with like a, oh man. I go with an underrated one. I go with Baron Davis. Nice, a little Baron Davis love. I love that. Um, all right, we got we got that was that was very lead dub. Let's go, Broski. <laughs> Thank you. Very elite. I'll fuck with that heavy. Yeah. Uh, I loved Barrett Davis, bro. All uh, time? All time? I mean, I said all time. It's a three-way tie. Do you want one specific person? Well, did you say for current, you said jaw? For current, I said jaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All time, one specific person. Let's hear it. I'm going to not mention any of the three that I did. Uh, and I'm going to just go with Michael. No, I'm going to just go with Michael Jordan because, yeah. you know, versatility. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, Aaron. Oh man, I would have gone. I think I would have gone Ja. Just those, his dunks are sick right now. Electro. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, all time probably Vince, but like sneaky Blake Griffin. Yeah, no, very, yeah, yeah like, that's very true. Very sneaky. Yeah. Just because the memes. My, are just the. Yeah, my like, problem with him though it was when you look at the longevity of him, just yeah, like yeah, producing yeah. posters. But there was and like stuff. two years. Two or three years, he was going crazy. Why? Maybe, yeah. ma- maybe longer. I'll give him longer. Let, let's say like five. But yeah, man, that Lob City era was crazy. Um, so all time we'll go Dirk. Currently we'll go Luca. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, I think I would agree. All time for me is Vince Carter. Vince was at one point my favorite player to watch, and I wanted to emulate him every day on my Nerf hoop, and then my outside hoop that i would lower to like seven and a half eight feet and just be vince carter all day so vince <laughs> and then i have to go jaw jaw is just like one of the most exciting players to ever to ever play and he is a walking highlight reel every single game he has a play that gets you up on your feet so yeah I like those two. I'm trying to think of like an underrated one. Like I like Dubs, Baron Davis. Can't beat me. Get the I'm, fuck out of here, Jay. You still on the L list. I'm trying to still on the L list. I mean, Jr. Smith highlights are elite. Jr. Smith is fire. Jr. Smith is fire. Somebody in the chat said Steve Francis. Nice. Steve Francis. As a Rockets fan, as a Rockets fan, I hate Steve Francis. Stephon Marbury. Uh, I'll take Allen Iverson over him. I would take him over him too. I'm just saying, like, Shit, underrated. you can even put Joe, magic in hold the up, mix. Hold up, 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 hold up. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's nice. Someone because he, uh, he, he a lot of, has a lot of ankle breakers. I want to tap of ankle breakers. I want to tap into but a chat not not more than like names. ten. 
Those are so breakers you, elite, though. Yo, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though, the one against Paul Pierce was filthy, bro. But what I'm saying, though, is like, okay, now you have 10 ankle breakers to watch as opposed to Vince Carter. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what, dunks, here's what the chat's yeah, yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like these, too. Jason Richardson. Jason Richardson was nice. Yeah, yeah, Maul, yeah. of course, Jamal Crawford. Darren Williams, Jay Kidd, LeBron. Andrew Bogut. Andrew Bogut. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron highlights are trash. D Rose. What? Tim Hart. No, Hardy. you can't believe that. But you don't believe that. I, really I hate watching LeBron. Well, I don't watch. I like watching the LeBron dunks. I love watching the, the dunks. The dunks are crazy. He jumped His bag is disgusting. That's cool. That's cool. His bag is disgusting, bro. You watch it's LeBron terrible. highlights and you find that dumb behind the back that went through Tristan Thompson's legs. I'm like, I don't want to see He that. didn't mean for that. He exactly. did not mean for that. Highlights. Trust no, I guess so I bad, bro. That's the capologist, man. I hate He LeBron ain't mean for that shit. I bet he was in the locker room. Yeah, the way his leg is positioned. I knew that was going to happen. Our Crump said Andre Kirilenko on both sides of the floor, too. Both offense and defensive highlights. Just defensive highlights. This oh, Draymond Green. Draymond Green. I like going watching in, defensive highlights. I'm no, not, going. I, I like watching, like, the chase down blocks. That's cool. Yeah, that, but that's a highlight. That's yeah, the but same thing. It's oh, like look, a, look at how Bruce Bowen locked up there. Okay. No, no, that doesn't go I on like a highlight. I like but Andre Kirilenko has plenty of, like, blocks that would stop. Be, Come on. He's not, he's not. Andre Kirilenko, bro. He's not. He's Come not on, bro. Do you guys know who Andre Kirilenko is? Andre Kirilenko was No, Andre Kirilenko was nice. He's not highlights. Bozo. No, bro. Bozo. I know he's not no, a in the chat. I would never put him up there. <laughs> like, so, if we're going to tears, he's Wiseman. probably like someone, D. Someone said James Wiseman. James Wiseman's crazy. Somebody says Stromal Swift. Yeah. That's a fact, but. Sample size is ridiculous. Uh, Alejandro Rodriguez with the super chat. Name your top 10 all time with no rings, bro. That well, I feel like we'd have to sit down and really, Jesus really think about that. CP3, Allen Iverson, Carl Malone is like top three. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Yeah, we got to do this one together. This is tough. Yeah, yeah for sure. Reggie Miller, Reggie Miller needs to be in there, yes or no? Oh, he, gotta be 10? right. I think he might. Allen Iverson. No you, oh, you think Reggie Miller is better than like Damian Lillard? Chris Paul's got to be number one. We got, right? James, we got James Harden. Yeah. James Harden. We, we got Chris James Paul, Harden. James Harden, Allen Iverson, Carl Malone. Um, who is else? Who else? But wait, 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 wait. Let's not do. Russell let's Westbrook. not do active players. Because they still uh, might win it. Come on, man. Right. That's I what makes it fun. All right, Russ is up there. Russ is up there. I'm not gonna hold you. Russ is up there. Income said T Mac. That's a fact. Yeah, team. I'm not saying Luca. Luca's like yeah. Carmelo. Carmelo. I, I want to hear some more names, names, but like, Carmelo, names maybe. Exactly. <laughs> Are y'all fucking shitting no, me, bro? No, Carmelo, 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 Carmelo needs to Come be on, there. top nah, ticket. There's, there's names Stop. I can get to before Carmelo. There has to be. No. Yeah, no question. But I feel like, man, he's on the top 10 all-time scoring list. Like, he, he deserves some... Yeah, he deserves that. Top 10 all-time scoring list. That's what he deserves. He deserves <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with that, but... Well, you going Patrick Ewan? Someone said KD doesn't have rings, so he should be... <laughs> That's hilarious. Patrick Ewan, though, you guys going... I think Patrick Ewan deserves to be up there, too. Yeah. Steve I, mean, Nash, I would like how Steve, I mean Steve Nash is in there for me, but I'm like the only Steve Nash fan. So how many no, is that? Steve Nash. That's more than ten. Yeah, Way yeah. more than ten. No, that's nine. John Stockton right there will be No, 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 no. Okay, I'll put it back. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Wait, did you have uh did you have Barkley in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. People saying Dominique. Dominique. I think we could find somebody he didn't win a ring. Though. I didn't no. know that. 
No, he did no, I, I think would... we could find somebody better than Dominique, though. Can we? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. Mm. Jokic is better than Dominique. Mm, um... Alejandro followed up with his super chat, said next panel should be everyone's top 10 with no rings. I actually just messaged Ron. I told him to try and get that into a, a topic for the, the panel, next panel. Yeah, that's no, fine. Natty, you casual. David Robinson has a ring. You casual. He has two. 99, I know for. Yep. Ooh, who's a casual now, Dub? Shame. Shame. Larkin. Someone tell me not to sleep on John Stockton. I'm snoring. I'm in a coma. <laughs> Yo, Mars is getting his bag at the end of the show. Okay. John, John Stockton's mid. That is crazy. Yeah, the truth uh, comes out. Maybe if he wasn't such an L host, maybe he would come out even more, Jay. Do a better job, man. Understand your personnel. Ridiculous. All right, Dub. Do you, you have say any final words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Of course. You know I was going to say that. Yeah. Uh, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have any final words, Dub? L host. <laughs> Mars. Yeah, bro. Rockets and six. Rockets and six. Next until next time, Euro. You did nothing today, bro. Today you was fun. Nothing. I was on you and I let go because I didn't want you to get too upset. But next time I'm coming for you, remember that. And it's not gonna be easy for you. It's gonna be real hard. Pause. Just remember that. <laughs> Euro, any final words? <laughs> Can we get somebody? Dub needs like a guardian that like shields him from all alcohol, man. I feel like this is getting out of hand at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can't yeah, just I'm... have him fucking drink and go crazy, man. I've been it's... good. I'm sober. This is sober dub. Sober yeah. dub's actually. Well, more maybe fun than... maybe we need to have somebody to give you a bottle. Then Jesus Christ, you need some balance in your life. You all over the place. You That's know, I'm one, of, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys that really don't need to have a drink to you know be fucking lit. I'm wild. That's eight. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a we I'm know, a Dub. Player. We know. Yo, <laughs> Aaron, uh, thank you for joining us today. Any yeah, final you, word? Uh, I don't know. Mars is the goat. That's pretty easy. Ah, L. Oh, no, nah, Mars. I love Mars. Wow, Dub. Sorry, sorry. Like Dub said, you know those people who say they have your back, but then they switch up. Dub's sorry. Like I apologize. And you're supposed to be in the legions with him, too. I didn't your man got, a Again, I didn't got his flowers, and you just like straight up trampled sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Mars, I apologize for the jealousy. That was jealousy and that was insecurity off of my part. And I apologize. I did not fully commit to that. I knew that in my ways immediately. <laughs> and I then apologize. you cut off our guest, man. L panelist. L panelist for sure. Yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. No, that's it. Uh, yeah, this shit is you guys are doing real good work. So let's go, oh, baby. Player's choice on top, man. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. We will catch you on Sunday. Make sure you tap into gridiron tonight. Fluent and chill tomorrow. Open gym on Friday, bro. Every day, just come on to Players Choice YouTube. You're, you'll find something that you like. All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Peace out until next time. Bing bong. <laughs>